Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, those in between and unaffiliated, and a much beloved happy birthday, or 459th birthday, excuse me, to the bard himself. Oh, oh, there you go. Yep. Our old pal. Yep. Shares a, shares a birthday with my cousin's partner, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, if, if it weren't for the bard... Stories have existed all throughout history, of course, before the Bard himself and afterwards. Mm. You know, he made dramas and comedies, and what would you put this movie in, sir? A tragedy? <laughs> I forgot tragedy. Whoops. But yeah, there's tragedies, there's comedies, if you go, you know, by his definitions. And where'd you lop this into? Part tragedy, part potentially unintentional comedy. But maybe that's saying too much. Tragedies usually end with... Lots of characters dying, dead, and in sorrow, and having a rousing speech in the end of <laughs> discussing the events that have transpired. Part 7 of 11, 12, I don't know. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Too Fast and the Furious 7. Yeah, or just Furious 7, which I think is this one's official title. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it is. We're playing around with the title. Get ready to just get ready for the next one. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, a lot to say, a lot to say about this one, and I guess we should yeah jump in as as quick as we can. Got speed to that play button. Take us away, sir. Yeah, and if everyone's at the old timestamp zero and they're legally or illegally purchased copies, we'll all hit play in three, two, one, play. Universal. Yeah. The old, uh, I'm seeing the sun shining on our beautiful uh, lakes and oceans here on this this wonderful planet of ours. Always like to see that. <laughs> April 17th, 2015. Mm. 9.40 p.m. That was when I saw this movie. Assuming you have your old movie ticket out. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, the previous movie I'd watched before that was Chappie on March 6th. Yeah, and so you went to the theater to see this, not having seen any of the other ones. Correct. This is my first Fast and the Furious movie. Wow. Now, I know you went back and watched the first one. Have you seen the ones uh, following this? I've seen Fate of the Furious. I did not get a chance to see uh, whatever 9 was called, like Fast and Furious 9. And I did not see I did not see Hobbs and Shaw or Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, okay, sure. Speaking of which... Yeah, and we're seeing Shaw. Yeah, right here. Oh, I better put my subtitles on. <laughs> Is it funny that they're both called the Shaw Brothers? Uh, what would we'll be funny about it? it? I could see something funny, but I just can't place it. I don't either, but like... Well, they're called the Shaw Brothers, right? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Thinking of like the, the Hong Kong producers. I mean, I didn't really see... Um, Luke, but not Luke. Um, what was his? What's the brother's name from Six? Um, I can't remember what his first name was. I was just okay. thinking of his Shaw. But this is kind of a weird opening. I was like almost right from the start. I was like, this feels like it's jumping some sort of shark. Like to, just to visit his brother, he like destroyed this entire place, killed all these people. And part of the reason I feel like it's jumping a little bit of a shark is because it all looks so fake. And some of it comes from this very quick, like, speeding up in the editing. 
Oh, by the way, when I saw that name in there, Ronda Rousey, that we just saw, I was stunned. I was like, oh, my God, I did not realize that she had done acting work like this is we will uh we'll get to that yeah and i guess this is our first uh time seeing our old buddy james Wan on the podcast i don't think we've covered anything else of his uh we've done this uh, did we discuss malignant i guess we have we've like you know kind of mentioned it offhand every now and then yeah but this is his first time uh yeah helming for this this series here and I don't know. I'm not quite sure how good of a fit he is on this one. This this one has a bit of a different vibe for me. And I am curious having you having seen this one in the theater, not having seen the other stuff. I'm very curious what that experience was like if you want to Oh wow, fast 7. Uh Owen Shaw by the way. Owen Shaw is his name. Mm. Here we get this nice little uh Plymouth Barracuda. Tony Shaw, let's go. Oh, yeah, I was very surprised to see him in there, too. I was like, what the hell? I haven't seen that guy in years. What's your timestamp, by the way? I don't know if he's still doing stuff. Um, Let me take a look. It is 3.32. I'm just seeing Letty and Dom speeding around in their Barracuda. Huh. Interesting, because that's not mine, but all right, whatever. Oh, what are you seeing? Uh, he's uh, Deckard is currently walking outside of the hospital right now. Uh, by the way, I'm watching the extended version, so I don't know what that means, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you must have had an additional scene. That's... Yeah, because I'm just arriving at Race Wars now. Oh, wow. That's that's funny. How, how long is your uh, how long is your version? Uh, mine is two hours and... Oh, what is it? 18 minutes, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Because hmm. mine's only an hour and 17. So... One hour, 17 minutes. Yeah. And it ends at uh, two hours and nine minutes, and the rest is just just uh, credits. Huh. Well, this is going to be weird, I guess, because I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you're doing the extended ones, because yeah, I don't have access to those. But I guess so. But I I just thought that you know the extended versions are you know the <laughs> the the proper way to look at it. I guess Furious Seven. Yeah, this is going to be. Oh wow, you're just there. Oh wow. Yeah, this is going to be awkward. This is going to be super awkward. Yeah, because I'm already Dom's telling Letty to uh, she's about to hop into a race. Oh boy, <laughs> and I'm seeing some butts on the screen right now. Oh boy, this this uh, James one. If there's one thing that he picked up from the previous films, it's definitely a lot of upskirt shots. Oh dear. I think that's the producer. I think I think our producer Bud Neal is probably uh, I'm not going to say responsible, but uh, definitely the one to say like, hang on, you got to remember to bring this into the uh, into the film. Yeah, it is definitely a, a consistent element. And I'm not complaining, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, but the older that these guys get, the, the older it might feel a bit, or the, the weirder it might feel. <laughs> I think you're not wrong there, but Race Wars. Yeah. Definitely I'm back here. Um, wow, good. Uh, somebody, like either Chris Morgan or somebody was like, let's, let's go back to like, you know, the let's go back let's let's go back to the first and and bring it back to like you know ground let's ground it and whatnot let's let's yeah bring back what actually mattered which is the racing it's been a heist movie from movie one for pit sakes <laughs> yeah and i wasn't quite sure what happened with this race with letty like it almost seems like she only won because the other guy's car suddenly had a big malfunction i wasn't quite sure what that was uh that is exactly it 
but then everyone's congratulating her like oh you did such a great job but i was like did did, did she really i don't know <laughs> i mean i don't think dom paid for everybody to like you know heckle her and surround her oh, oh do you think that dom fucked up the other guy's car no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that i think <laughs> i kind of like how dom just like he instantly looks at the guy and he's like, I know exactly like what this guy's going to do. Or I know what this guy's all about. He put a bunch of like specs in his vehicle that was going to cause it to overheat. <laughs> oh, and I just saw Hector on the screen. Letty just punched him in the face and I was like, oh, oh hey, there we go. Little cameo. Yeah, Hector, let's go. Uh, they're about to start the race, by the way, on my end. <laughs> oh, no. And <laughs> let's go. I could just pause my copy once once you get to a, a certain point. That's probably a good idea, if you don't mind. So, sorry, you know, ladies and gentlemen, those between an affiliate. Yeah. yeah. I guess if the only way this will work is if you have the extended cut, because, yeah, I'm going to be pausing mine. Yeah, that's not fair. That's, that's certainly not fair on my part. But I'm like, extended cut always has what I think is, like, you know, proper continuity. I just paused it just as the blue van arrived at the uh, the school. I will tell you exactly when uh, when we get there. So she goes through the race and everybody's cheering and hey, she kept it under 9,000 9, RPM. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he souped it up or anything like that, but still. Uh, so here's a little uh, here's a little bit of history. So out pops Iggy Azalea. And boy, when I when I saw this with my my best friend Yule and our other best friend Brian, oh, they were like throwing up on screen. They were just like, yeah, because you know Iggy Azalea was like the new the new hot musician by this point or artist, and she was like maybe like making cameos here and there. And obviously, everybody thinks she's a poser. And I oh. I just thought I was like I don't really care, like because she's only in there for like five seconds. Maybe she's like kind of important in that. Uh, she's a, <laughs> she affects the plot in a way of triggering Letty's flashbacks to when she got shot. Yeah, calling her ghost girl. Or shot at, excuse me. Yeah, back in, you know, Fast 4. So I guess that's, it makes her important. But yeah, it's Hector, man. Like, Hector's back. It's like, let's go, man. Like, I haven't seen Hector in, in years. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what scene that you had that I didn't have, because it seems like there was a big time jump. Like, whatever whatever that extra minute was, maybe like 30 seconds of it was there. All right. And hit play now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because we see that Brian, you know, he's about to, he's about to race as well. We, we, we see him. He's like, he's going to race. And yeah. it turns out, no, he's just doing everyday mundanity. That is the, the elementary school parking lot. Yeah. But since you did get that extra scene, what happened in the, the hospital there was, was there an extra moment with him talking to his brother. Did you watch the theatrical cut or? So what was, uh, what did you see? Like, did yours have the scene of him walking down the escalator or walking to the elevator, going down and coming back out and seeing like part of the hospital explode? Uh, yes. Okay. And he was talking to his brother and well, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe I'm just like, yeah, maybe I'm not in the same like wavelength as you. I, I don't know what's going on. Cause yeah, there must have been something, but uh, I guess I guess yeah. we won't know. <laughs> Who knows? Email us and say how much of an idiot I am, and obviously <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, and I'll put a link, or I'll I'll put it in the description. Does not work without that the app or extended. <laughs> May thirtieth, two thousand nine. Yep. Now they're dating themselves. Yeah. They dated themselves, so that means that fast. <laughs> 
That means Tokyo Drift had to take place this year, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which is this probably like 2011, maybe? <sighs> yeah. Because I don't think it's been that. Or I don't know. It all gets confusing. <laughs> yeah, no. Space and time are warping all around us. Yeah, but here we get the scene of her saying her little goodbye. At first, I was like, oh, wow, is, is this all she's going to be in this movie? Just this little opening cameo? And, yeah, I was like, this... The, I guess this makes sense for the character, but... I don't know. Especially considering that she comes back so quickly. I was like, I don't know how much we needed this. Yeah, it's like she's saying goodbye either to, like, the entire... And, like, making her own future now she's like she's trying to find her own path instead of you know going back to the old because it is kind of weird if you came from past six you see that the ending she's on dom's lap she's you know she feels accepted again which i think is too much of a light switch uh and here it's actually more of what you probably wanted to see where she's a little more uncertain of herself yeah yeah and i think yeah they could explore more of that and i don't feel like they do a great job of it. I mean, they, they kind of sprinkle it through throughout the movie, but I don't know. I don't feel like that element ever really comes into its own very well. Yeah. I think there could be more of that, but what do you think of Rodriguez's performance? I think she does a solid job here. Not, not great, but solid. But here we are getting to see uh, Hobbs back again. And is it Helena, Helena, Helena? Yes. Yeah, so I was like, oh, it's. And I'm surprised that she is, is still around. <laughs> I kind of thought that they were just getting rid of her in the last movie, but you know, I guess not. Nope, nobody's ever gotten rid of, except if you're Leon, Suki, and Jimmy. Come on, guys, where, where are those guys at? That's true, yeah, they brought back Hector. Where's, uh, where's Leon? Yeah, I, hope, I really do hope that Hector plays a, a, a massive role in this film. Yeah, I was hoping that he was going to come back, but... Like many things in this movie, it's uh, yeah, just a kind of dangling little bit there. And then he's not just some cameo appearance. Yeah, and Hobbs has definitely taken a bit of a character change in this movie. He's much more, much more of a big softy at heart, and he's yeah. In that first time he showed up in the fifth movie, he was like, "I'm just a gun that you you point and I I shoot." You know, I. I don't ask questions. I just do whatever they tell me to do. And I do it in, in dangerous ways. But now he just, yeah, he's more comedic. He's more soft and kind. I don't know. What do you think about that, that change for him? Are we overlooking all of his actions from the previous two movies and how that he probably broken so many laws that it's ridiculous and that he's, and it's, I question why he's still a federal agent. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good question. Well, he, he takes a back seat, and I don't know if that had anything to do with the beef between him and Vin Diesel at this point. I think it did, yeah. I'm pretty sure it did. Because I did look into it a little bit, and yeah, definitely Fast 6 was the, was the beginning of the big beef. And it, it continued to this film, and then continued into the next one with lots of issues, and I don't remember if we even talked about that weird scene at the end where they have a, like, I respect you, Toretto, and they're not facing each other. They're standing right beside each other, and 
That was that was one of the stipulations right there of the fact that they wouldn't even like look at each other. Yeah, and they were standing real far apart. They just tried to make it look like they were close together. Yeah, so they were having lots of toxicity on that set. I'd say it started in five, but we saw it more in six. Yeah, it became a problem in six. Yeah. And in this movie as well. Yep. And this was a trouble production in many different ways, as I'm sure many people are aware of the, the Paul Walker thing that caused major reconstruction for this movie. We'll get to it. Yeah. But here, we get, here we're getting the, the first fight scene with Sean and Hobbs. And uh, I'm just not impressed. It's Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> just kidding. And what do you, you're more of the fight guy. How do you feel about the way that they film this? Uh, well, one, obviously, if this were, you know, re- oh, wait, hang on. Rock bottom. Yeah, but with a weird camera tilt. I don't know why we <laughs> needed that. Um, so I'm assuming, yeah, you, you weren't impressed. Uh, I like the, I think there was a lot of like usage of the environment. Mm-hmm. They go into that a bit with when you just saw Shaw bring down one of those fluorescent ceiling lights. I think that was really cool. Mm-hmm. We got more of that, but yeah, it's sort of cut. Also not like there's not, there's some quick cuts. There's some not, it's they're doing the best that I can. I'm pretty sure both men are mostly, you know, filming all their stunts. There's probably the odd stunt double here and there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure like both of them are doing all their stunts. But again, it's just, you know, chopped up fight scenes. So yeah. did you see is Hobbs out the window for you? he's on the car yeah i was like okay now is he is he invincible too did he take the the super soldier serum <laughs> well, we'll see about that because this is what this is the film where i was like okay has been like a super soldier agent of some sort does he have like some weird mutation in his body that like allows him to have all the su- we'll get to it mm-hmm. but we have decker shaw here and i you know we talked to over the this is all by the way previous to that post credit scene from the last yeah. film where this is all before Tokyo Drift. Like this is the uh, penultimate scene, I guess. So these, these are like the, the prequel to that uh, events leading to it. So Shaw's she, he's, he's peeved off because uh, uh, Dom went after Owen Shaw. You can't go after family. Which is exactly what Owen Shaw did with, with with Dom and his family in the previous film. Yeah, and as we cut over to Dom's house here, we see this this package from Tokyo, and yeah, we'll see if that ties in. But I did want to mention that we get the first appearance of CGI face Paul Walker here, and it it caught me off guard immediately. I was like, oh no, like, what what's this going to mean for this movie? Because he definitely looks like he has a CGI face. You did your research? Yeah, yeah, I did my research. Yeah. And I think they said that there was 350 shots that had to be face uh, replaced. Because there was that much stuff left to film when he uh, unfortunately passed away. There's, I wouldn't say we got, this is 2015, by the way, 2016, we get you know, the introduction to um, Tarkin. Yeah. And I guess Princess Leia 
I don't think it looks like that, but obviously, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, I think it looks even worse. All right, fair enough. Well, what did you think? <laughs> I mean, having not realized that when I first watched it on on like the big screen. Yeah, I didn't know. I knew that his brothers were, you know, brought in to, you know, be lookalikes. I mean, that's the best lookalike, you know, in a way. The closest lookalike you can get genetically. That's not true. You can still get, like, different people with different facial structures. But, like, yeah, right there, when he turns around, like, that's, yeah, obviously that's CGI. But Yeah. I th- I want to say they use it as, like, you know, back of the headshots as much as they can. But... Yeah, what do you expect? Like, I don't know if there's any defending. I think the animators did the best they could. Yeah. I just, you know, the, the technology was not there. But I understand that they, you know, they had to do what they, they had to do to, to try to keep the film. As much as it, as much as it could stay coherent and, and keep him in it. Uh, but it, it jars me every time. And some of them are just shockingly, like, just not there. And from what I understand, the post-production was was very much fast-tracked because they had to take a big delay in production to try to figure out how to move forward. And so, yeah, they definitely didn't have enough time <laughs> to make it all work. Quite fast and furious, eh? Yeah, and poor, poor James Wan, he said that he it was a big struggle for him to get back in the mode and him being the newcomer newcomer to the series, but have to be the one to try to bring everyone together to be like, okay, we let's try to finish this as best we can. And, and yeah, I can't imagine how much of a bad experience that must've been for him. But here we get a scene with Dom and Helena. This is, uh, yeah, I, w- I wish there was a little bit more warmth between them or, or something. I just, yeah, I, I feel like there's a missed opportunity there with them. Well, I mean, the writers could have done something, but the plot the plot must go on. Because <laughs> even Dom's the one to kind of break the ice of, like, say, hey, you okay? It's like, whoa, Dom yeah. actually showing emotions? Like, hey, that's kind of good. Hey, he's an emotional guy, Dom. You know, he's uh, he's always he's always talking about how much he loves his family and, and pouting about them. I resent that, qu- that, that quote or that quip. <laughs> Bad 70s TV show. How dare you? <laughs> I agree. Have you not seen the uh, Have you not seen the episode where Daredevil defends the Hulk in court? Yeah the uh, the TV movie. TV movie. Sorry, thank you. I think I own that. I think I own that. <laughs> one day, one day. Anyways, meet the uh, meet meet Hobbs's daughter, which I was not aware of. Yeah, this is definitely the the start of the change for him. Yeah, introducing this daughter. Yeah, big definitely adds a softer element. And yeah, I don't know if this was the rock wanting this introduced so that he could be more of a human character. But I don't know, it doesn't seem to really fit with the Hobbs that we've seen previously. It's a departure, but also like a subtle reboot. <laughs> it definitely feels some rebooting. Yeah, it's it's a big course current change. Um, and I mean, I don't mind. I think she's adorable, but like, you know, that that's all she is. She's there to look adorable, and that's it. Yep, pretty much. I mean, she doesn't get in any danger like Jack just did when you know the house exploded. Like, sheesh. Yeah, I was thinking 
because I didn't know that Paul Walker was going to be in this as much as he was. I wasn't sure how early in the production he died. I kind of thought he was going to be injured in that first scene and be like, oh, my son was almost killed. I need to step aside. And I thought he was going to be absent for the rest of the plot. So I was quite surprised that they, uh, yeah, how that went, went about. And it turned out Hobbs was absent. Yeah, except they, yeah, they, they sidelined and benched Hobbs in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, again, I, I, I guess it's probably their personal conflict between the two of them, but I don't know. The, the, the usual gang dynamics feel a little bit more labored this time. I feel like Hobbs might have helped smooth some of that out. Because it's definitely a downgraded gang for the Dom Squad. Well, I mean, we've lost Giselle and we just lost Han. And, um... Keep talking. <laughs> yeah. And we, we haven't seen Rome and Tej yet, but... Yeah, I got some issues with especially Rome this time around, but we'll get to it. First, we see Mia being sidelined as well. She's just placed in this, uh, I guess, another one of Dom's friends, the guy who supplied him with the, the vault in the fifth movie. Mia's just going to be hanging out with him for the rest of the movie, pretty much. The vault, the vault. Who? Yeah, this guy, he, he mentioned, uh, oh, you know, Dom, you know, she's like, oh, thanks for putting us up. And he's like, oh. It's no problem at all. Not like when I had to bring Dom that vault in Rio and bring it like in a day. Oh, the vault. Yeah, okay. Because I thought initially that this was – because I didn't – because obviously I hadn't seen five uh, before. So mm-hmm. I thought this was a pre- – so as we were – so I thought this was one of the previous characters. I actually thought this was either uh, Lego or Rico from Fast Five. You know, both Don Omar and the, um, the Puerto Rican rapper. I thought they were – I thought this was one of them. They actually hit it big at, at Morocco, and they, you know, bought an estate. But nonsense, oh. Mondo, new guy who I guess is, yeah, the supplier of that that vault. Yeah, I'd forgotten about them. Huh. Yeah, maybe they could have helped fill out this group, bringing in the two of them. Yeah, and it explains where they're at, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess they just lost all their money at that casino, and they gone to a bender and fell into a gutter somewhere. Yeah, they're gone. Hey man, we don't know. We 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 don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just too rough. Like this is. I mean, this is him. Like this is literally him. Like, yeah. I think you can tell. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. But there is a weird thing about this movie where it looks like a lot of the time, like people are just filming in front of green screens, even though I don't think they are during this scene. But there's just like a weird softness around the edges that almost makes it look like they are. I think it's a filter. I, I was speculating to myself of like, it's the way that Juan's shooting and still haven't seen Aquaman up to this point. Does this feel similar to the way Juan would shoot Aquaman? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I guess it's been, when did that come out? 2018? Yep. I saw in the theater, that was the last time I watched it. So it's kind of, yeah, I can't quite remember how he filmed it. And Malignant was much more heightened. I know this is heightened in a way, but Malignant was just way more heightened. Yeah, what's weird about this movie is it's it's such a heightened movie, but it seems like they're like James Bond wanted to go for a more grounded approach to the filmmaking somehow. Oh, by the way, I love all this like previous footage, and it looks completely different. <laughs> Here we go. Well, except for except for what we're about to like this initial scene. 
Yeah. Because that is Bow Wow from 2005. And it's also Lucas Black. And then when we immediately cut to him in the next shot, I was like, oh my gosh, he looks so much older. <laughs> All right, I got to look at this again. Because I know I just watched this this afternoon or this evening, but like, let's see. Yeah, he looked youthful there. And then look at him now. I mean, his voice sounds fine. Like, not the age. Yeah, he sounds the same. But a lot more wrinkles. Oh, yeah, okay, I kind of see it. But does this mean that, you know, I already forget his name, but do you think he's going to come over and join Dom's crew? <laughs> I was hoping. I was like, oh, wow, they brought him back. Like, is he going to be, you know, filling that Han role this time around? But no, no. Yeah, like the protege of Han. Like, the, like that would be kind of cool. Yeah, it almost feels like it was an obligation. Like they felt like they needed to have a scene with him here. And I was like, and I was like, oh, they they could have used him. I I don't know. Oh, and just like in the last or in the sixes post credit scene, this was never in three. But I actually don't mind this insertion because I think the way Morgan or whoever, like Chris Morgan, the writer, whoever it is that melds everything together, I think this is fine. This is this is not too prequelitis in a way. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think it, I think it like works. It works the best that they could do from this convoluted mess that they made. <laughs> Cause it is, this is uh, you're not wrong. I, I've never seen a series do something like this before. This is just crazy. <laughs> Look at that. We got family. That guy by the background, by the way, looked swear. He looked like Brian. Can let's go. Hey, maybe it was Brian. Maybe it was, I don't know, but it looked, it looked like him, but it probably wasn't. He's probably friends with Dom. Everyone loves Dom. Who isn't a friend of Dom? <laughs> now, okay. Even... Oh, go ahead. You, you finish, because he hasn't said the line yet. Oh, yeah, I'm waiting for it. I can't do no more funerals. Tyrese, what does that mean? You were not present at Letty's funeral. <laughs> like, are you talking about, like, have Suki and Jimmy gotten wrecked? Like, what, like, have they, like, bite the bullet? I don't, I hope not, because I want to see them again. We're being hunted. Oh, boy. That is a new angle. I'll, I'll at least give it that. Like, you know, re- like a re- revenge in a way from a different angle. Yeah, but again, I, I don't know how well they actually handle that element because we get so sidetracked by this other convoluted plot. And then he's almost there's almost an element of him feeling like. Uh, oh, what was that villain in Resident Evil 2? Is it Mr. X? Who just like every now and again, you'll be going through the plot of Resident Evil 2. And then Mr. X will show up to just throw a big monkey wrench into the situation. Shaw kind of feels like that at times during this movie, I think. I guess you're right. He's the heavy in a way. Yeah, like the unstoppable force that just shows up and just causes chaos. I mean, wasn't X put in there to like test out like, you know, the the, the tyrants, like the, the, the tyrant formula or was it something else? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I just mean more in the in terms of like gameplay mechanics. Yeah, it'll be like progressing normally, and then you'll start hearing those footsteps, and it's like, oh fuck, everything's going wrong. Yeah, either run or you, you know, you have a lot of ammunition and you're stocked up, and it's like, all right, I can take him out, or at least you know, uh, get him to a uh, what is it, a, a uh, staggered state. That's what it is. Yeah, just like Dom had his gas tank filled, and he was just progressing to the funeral scene, and then next thing you know, he's got a get sidetracked and pulled into this this little head-on collision here with this this lovely car of his 
you can't yeah Shaw, you can't like pull what i did, pulled in, in fast four or fast and Furious, excuse me where like you know i was it, i was an illegal uh well not illegal i was i was a convict in in america on american soil so i had to like you know keep a distance you can't pull that on me i, I i've read the plot or i've been in this plot before <laughs> which by the way this this was a scene that i was just like i feel like this is almost jumping the shark okay there's a lot of scenes in this film that are played straight and i kind of like them this it's just insane just insane <laughs> i like the quick shot of his dom just like a quick close of his face just as the glass breaks around it. i thought that was funny and then just cracks his neck i was like okay well that's i mean i would think that that would fuck you up worse ouch by the way they just crashed on my end i, I assume that you're probably past that oh yeah no yeah dom's just getting into the car now okay yep and now neck cracks <laughs> Oh, no, I guess I'll yeah, maybe I'll pause again here. Uh, All right, hold on. Uh, what's your last scene? Um, I'll wait until um, Mr. Nobody shows up, and I'll pause there. Got it. Once, Yeah, once Nick Fury shows up, got it. Yeah, this, uh, this is the first one that's caused the issues. I think you've been doing it extended all the way through, I think. But yeah, this is the first one where it's... Hopefully all the differences are front-ended. Front there you go. Like he says, you know, you did the same thing to my brother. And it's like, well, he, your brother did the same thing to me. Um, the whole reinforced chassis bits. Like, I mean, the car should be heavy and not lightweight. Like it should take up so, like the gas, the gas consumption on that vehicle would be like astronomical. Like it would, it would consume so much gas per minute. Mr. Nobody just stepped out of his door for me. Got it. Here come the here come the goons or here comes the squad, and they're shooting at uh, Decker and it's like, huh? Well, he got out of there quickly. Yeah, and he's out. Go ahead. There we go. <laughs> yeah, we get Kurt Russell introduced to the franchise, and again, I, I mean, things are taking a big, big step in a different direction here. I mean, I don't think we've seen. I don't really remember what six, like it felt like it was a movie that was all over the place and I didn't really know what the direction was, but now it feels like they're becoming spies. So six was escape from New York. And now this is escape from New York again without pardons, thankfully. But I guess just them working together is this again, contractors by this point. Yeah, I guess Moving up, if if Dom's team, they were like a elite police force or FBI force. Now they're like turning into like government spooks, like working in the shadows. And yeah, again, this what a weird direction to take this franchise. Like, why, why not keep it with heists? Heist would have been a good way to go. Instead, we get this huge convoluted plot about this this new god technology what do they call it uh, god's hand made by god's hand uh made by ramses and being taken by moses <laughs> or wanting to be uh captured by moses well what do, I, I do think this little belgian ale thing for for what it is is a little bit cute the fact that they can bond over their differences in beer 
Dom, of course, uh, the stereotype that he's become is, oh, I'm a Corona man. I don't drink any beer, but the beer you saw me drink in that first movie. But Mr. Nobody's got the Corona ready for him. <laughs> the little Corona brand, uh, little sponsored jar or a bucket. Well, again, I, I accept it because it's, you know, been a staple of the series since movie one. So, yeah, whatever. I don't, it doesn't, that doesn't bother me, but I know it bothers you and many other people. Like, rolls their eyes, like, oh, it's just product placement. I'm like, I don't know, really. Care. That stop sign's product placement. <laughs> I just think it's funny that Dom is such a, he's like, I only drink Coronas. I wouldn't try another type of beer. Only Coronas for me. <laughs> Stubborn. Stuck in his way. See, Moses. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And returning from, uh, well, maybe not returning, he'll be in the, the film later on. But, like, yeah, returning on back to the podcast, we have um, Jamon. Oh, what's his dad? I looked his last name up. But God's Eye. Sorry. God's Eye, not God's Hand. Mm. Again. Yeah. Jaiman Hansu, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, we haven't seen him since, uh, was it King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. No need to repeat myself. Sorry. Played a good role in that, I, th- I think, personally. And yep. this, it's a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, and this this guy, he's a really, really quality actor, but he just, Hollywood doesn't know what to do with him. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's his accent, or they're just like, oh, like we don't want to give him main roles because he's, he speaks with a foreign-sounding accent. Which is kind of disrespectful, if you ask me. So let's just make him heavies. Yeah, I, I, they could do so much with him, but... I think I prefer him in this role than in Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, I feel like they're both throwaway. I don't know if I could pick one or the other. Okay. Yeah, there, there's like, yeah, a Blood Diamond. At least he's... I feel... Oh, oh that's, there's that too. <laughs> yeah, Stellar and Blood Diamond. Yes. But go, but go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, a quality actor. I'm just saying, I think I like him in this one better than Guardians because even though he's an antagonist, at least he's, I don't know, doing stuff in this Rose like, he's a meme in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I don't know about a meme. <laughs> Maybe post that movie, but I don't think he... To, to me, he is. I'll, I'll just say that because <laughs> the internet p- picked up on the whole who... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean by me. This, he's at least like an antagonist. Uh, but, anyways, again, as I mentioned in the previous film, uh, in six, this is literally, you know, Escape from New York, or do I have to say Task Force X, welcome to the Suicide Squad. Nick Fury here is tasking, it's also like Thunderbolts in a way. Uh, actually, no, not really. Um, Nick Fury here, I guess you could say Amanda Waller, but really it's Nick Fury here. He's tasking. Uh, uh, Dom here to get him and his team to heist. Yes, they're heisting Ramses yeah. and God's eye to give it back to him. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You can tell me if I'm wrong, which I probably am, but that's where the heist part comes in. It's like, see, this is still a heist movie. I I guess it feels, this feels like if, um, Fast Five was trying to kind of do their version of uh, the Oceans movies. Yep. This one feels like they're trying to do their version of Mission Impossible. That's that's what it is. But again, like I said, they are they're the Suicide Squad. They're criminals, or at least in this case, uh, free. Uh, what is what is it? Civilians who have 
extraordinary abilities, in this case, driving. And thus, they don't have to worry about risking American soldier lives, just Americans in general, like American civilians with a set of unique skills. Oh, by the way, this this scene here where they're kind of putting together their plan and uh, Mr. Nobody's like, oh, I brought in your team. This is the first scene where we get with the new version of Rome. I mean, Rome. All right. Ever since. Take a shot every time he talks about Rome in this case, starting now. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm curious what you think about Rome because I like this character in that, that second movie. And ever since they brought him back, it's like the each movie they steadily make him more and more dumb. And now him at his, his dumbest that we've seen so far, he's like, what I need to be the leader now. I'm the second alpha of the team, and I need to do the planning and <laughs> double alpha. Yeah, t- double alpha. And he's going off. He's like, "Okay, let's." Uh, my plan is to strike at the most dangerous point because no one would expect it. And just by luck, that ends up working out because the rest of the team is smart. But just his his annoying posturing. It's like, oh, well, what what happened to this guy? I liked Rome. Now they're kind of making him seem like he's just really stupid and arrogant. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like Roman too fast, too furious was the antagonist, or he was also part of like, he was the secondary protagonist. Yeah. You know, he'd, he'd have some comedy bits here and there, but he was never the comic relief of the film. Uh, and that like, I think Tej was more the comic relief of too fast, unless I'm, I'm incorrect. Yeah. I feel like the they're they're kind of bouncing off each other a little bit was yeah. I'm talking, I don't know if they needed a comedy relief in that second one. I think they just all had their I guess not funny lines. Yeah, there's just a lot of there's humor in there. You're right. I don't think there was. Uh, you're right. There was no comedy relief. But now, yeah, it seems that Rome's just turned into comic relief. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think also the fact that the comedy doesn't land well with you also doesn't help. Yeah, and I'm curious if it lands for you. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 explain more. I'll I'll talk about it in the scene. We'll we'll get to it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but here, obviously, you know, it's it's early signs. I I think of what's to come, and I don't know. Yeah, it's like I don't know if Tyrese is ad libbing or if it's Chris Morgan's lines. I or James Wan's telling him. I have no idea. Yeah, but it definitely feels different to me. And as we get this reintroduction of Letty and we see her kind of noticing the Dom's cross, I was like, is that a different cross? I don't remember it being all kind of bent out of shape like that. I mean, I think I've seen crosses that are kind of more um, dislocated almost where they're like they're a string, but then they're wrapped in these, you know, beautiful jewels and metals. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of flexible. But yeah. If, if that was Dom's original necklace, I, I don't know. <laughs> I assume, I, I don't think so. Of course, cause it's 2015. Yeah. That first one was 2001. So I'd be surprised if it was the same one that Vin Diesel supplied. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's his own. He just always has it. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? Yeah, we see that sign of things to come on Tej, or, or yeah. with the phone, to, or the, the the little game that Tej is playing. Yeah, we've entered there the smartphones, and Tej is yeah, he's enjoying some some gaming. Oh yeah, we definitely have. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that this uh, 
dropping out of the plane scene that we're about to get was in the trailers. Yes, it was. And this movie was one of the first examples of me looking at the trailers and be like, whoa, how did the Fast and the Furious get to this point? Like this, this seems so far away from what that original movie was. Hey, Caleb, guess what? You've caught up. You've uh, yeah. you've seen the evolution or I guess in your case, de-evolution. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I finally arrived. Regression. <laughs> Again, it's. I'm just thinking of the Suicide Squad. I know it's technically, um, by this point, it's or you know, with Kurt Russell here, it is Escape from New York, but it's not really because these guys, yeah, they might be antiheroes. I think at this point they're not. No, th- these guys are neutral good by this point because they're willing to work with the law, and <laughs> again, all their past mistakes and all their past misdeeds have been just forgotten about. Yep. Yeah, they're they're yeah, and again, somewhat loose motivation. It's like oh, I guess uh, I guess Shaw is their motivation, but I mean, he's such a little part of this movie. I feel. Yeah, that's fair. Like if if Shaw was actively being an anarchist, like his his vendetta is with Dom. Yeah. All right, and it is interesting that Nick Fury brings in the rest of the team, even though Dom doesn't want that. He doesn't want the other family members to be. Uh, affected by this and it feels convoluted that the thing that they're trying to get this this god's eye isn't in any way connect this shot it's just like oh if you if you guys can manage to seal this for us then we can use this to find sean a minute but the whole plot revolves around them capturing this god's eye that just it seems like that should just be a piece for them to get to shaw but it doesn't really play that way yeah because remember in the previous film, we had when we had the return of Braga, he said that he was the one that was working with Owen Shaw. So it's like, are the Shaw brothers literally like international terrorists? Like, are they part of? Again, are they Spectre? Mm. And so is is that what McFury's after? Like, and 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 so Jamone himself, or Moses, excuse me, Moses is also part of this international terrorist organization, and that's the piece to get towards. Like, they, they find God's eye, they can find this international terrorist organization, and they can take it down. Yeah, that that could have made it more clean. Yeah, if they tied them directly together. But here, I believe, is the scene that we were talking about earlier with the when it really turns into comedy relief with Rome, as they're falling towards the sky. Yeah, they just backed out of a plane, which on its face seems absurd. And then Rome, even though this was his plan, is too much of a coward to do it. And he's as Tej forces him out by putting a. Because I guess Tej assumed that he would be too much of a coward to do it. He read the script. Yeah, hid this other parachute in there. And now he's just flailing around screaming. And it's like, uh, like, uh, what, what benefit does he have to the, be a part of this group at this point? Yeah, because like, what role is he? I, I kind of almost, even though I guess Dom takes it, like Dom's the heavy one. I also think that Rome's also kind of like the heavy one in a way. Again, not in terms of intelligence, but just like he's the big man. But I guess Dom fills that role instead, given how big he yeah. is. Yeah, and we don't see Rome ever taking that that role. Like if he's if he's like the Peter Venkman of the Ghostbusters, maybe <laughs> that works. Like he's the mouth to, of of the group. I guess that works. But I, you know, in in Caleb's eyes, it's not a great mouthpiece. <laughs> well, I mean, again, we talked about in Fast Five when he was doing that thing where he brought in the evidence and it 
he did it so terribly that it made the all the characters around him seem stupid for accepting the evidence. And yeah, I just I, I feel like that's a piece from a different movie. And when he shows up in, in this movie, too, and he's like, it, it doesn't really the tone of this movie isn't overly comedic. And it feels like they're forcing it with him, I think, especially in this scene right now. Yeah, literally. Yeah. We're going ahead with the plot and then we have to cut away to uh, yeah, his little comedy bits. Yeah. Um, again, you almost want hidden depths with this guy, right? Like you want to see Rome have something because there was there was at least some like, you know, he's he's not all like such a, a bad guy and like too fast, too furious. And you kind of want to see him have like, you know, like Tej, we, we, we don't often like, you know, he was like the mechanic in Too Fast, Too Furious. Now he's obviously like guy in the chair. Uh, and you kind of hope to see that with Rome where maybe he does have like uh, a silver, he's a silver tongue Fox in a way. Yeah. You want to see the reason why they, they include him. You want to see his, his strength that the other characters don't can't fill. And Tej makes it worse because Tej is almost like a bully to him. He's always <laughs> picking on him, calling him stupid And Rome before. wasn't stupid, but now that he is, it just feels like kind of talking down to a, yeah, a lesser person. Yeah, they're enfor- they're enforcing and encouraging that just by enabling him to do like Tesh to do that. Yeah, it's like oh, he's just he's just stupid. He's just dumb. It's like what the hell? Like no, he's not. <laughs> Until he is, and then it, and then it becomes mean. Before it was fun banter, but now it's just like oh, poor Rome. Yeah, if you want to roast each other, you absolutely have no problem with roast. If if like here's the whole, <laughs> as I understand it, the rules of roasting is that you have to accept if you're going to roast somebody, you have to accept getting roasted back, and you can't take it personally. Mm-hmm. it's your job to then come up with an equally uh, clever roast, if not even an even better roast than, than theirs. That's the whole point of it. It's an escalation, but an escalation in like a good way. And oh boy, here comes the vehicle centipede. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this, this feels like a little bit like it's trying to do like a, like a Bronson uh, or Brosnan Bond movie. Some of the, for whatever reason, this action scene, just the way they shot it, feels like that to me a little bit. Also, it's not completely bulletproof, but certainly bullet resistant, depending on the caliber. But, you know, whatever. That's just. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is that a, is that a, is that a, uh, is this a Sahara that he's driving or, because it's a Jeep. I don't know. Is it similar to your, your parents' model? Uh, I think so. It's hard to tell because it's all got all that stuff on it. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I was also hoping that those things they shot at were the, um, you know, the devices that we saw in Too Fast, Too Furious in the previous film, which they never brought back. By the way, I just realized, yeah, they never brought back the, I guess, mini EMP device that you know destroys or shuts down electronics inside a vehicle. Oh, but since this is our first big action scene, how do you feel like they handled this one? How do you feel like James Wan handles the car action? Well, in a way, I was also thinking, oh, it's a bus. So this is almost, we, I was kind of hoping that we would have the opening to Fast Five where they were going to free Dom from that, that bus. Mm. But they didn't do that. I guess they had to modify this because, well, you know, of the fact that they, they have like a personnel, they have, they have bodyguards in a way, they have, they have other cars to protect them. And this is a heavily armored bus now. So it's, I guess it's unique in a way, but I still was kind of hoping for that, like, Fast Five uh, bus heist. 
And in this case, we also get the harpoon guns back, which is nice. Yeah. And that was from the first film as well. And then also, I guess, the last film and the fifth film. Anyways, but harpoon guns are a thing in the series. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that a lot of this feels like it's shot with real cars. It doesn't feel like a big CGI mess. I mean, some of it does. <laughs> um, but I I just don't really feel like it's very exciting. It gets more exciting once we get the Tony Jaw action stuff. But it, all the stuff leading up to that, I don't know. There's just kind of a blandness, and it, it looks bland, too. It's got like this desaturated look to it. It's It's not very exciting visually, all this stuff. It's not as colorful, like, but I, I don't think I, I'll agree with you on that. Oh no, the skyline! Uh, oh man, I'll say that. I'll, I'll I'll say this. Uh, at least I'm glad they did not run over him, or else that would have made them look really bad. <laughs> yeah, and they're trying to recover their image after how bad they looked in five, when they were just killing everybody with that safe. I mean, I guess I guess technically speaking, like Brian's doing that here with these guys, but I mean, he's trying to rescue her, so it's life or limb. Here we get Ramsey. And I just saw her in the the vampire movie, The Invitation, from last year in the theater. How did she do in that, by the way? I think I was like, because I, I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, where do I know her from? And then I looked up, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, she's Ramsey in this. I liked her in it. I think she sold the the kind of bafflement that that movie requires. <laughs> Certainly, that was an enjoyable movie. It was it was stupid, but it was fun. Oh, here comes oh, Mr. Wow. X. <laughs> Like he's just—I guess he's just following on their tail, but he's like not a not a part of this scene at all. But he just shows up and interrupts it. Is he Mister X or is he Nemi? Yeah, I guess he could be Nemi. Yeah, yeah. He he's not quite an, as annoying as Nemesis. Mister <laughs> X is, but yeah, X would come and go. Nemi was on Jill's tail all the time. Yeah. Or well, okay. When uh, other than like when there was brief periods of like her transitioning between like set pieces. Yeah, whenever Nemesis would show up, he was going to show up for a good while, and then he would take a break. Oh yeah, he was he was on your tail. Like he is like you're not getting rid of him. Uh, but here I think she plays her role, you know, to what it is. I, I I assume. Uh, yeah. how did you like, like how did you like her in I don't know if you got to the season of Game of Thrones but how did you like her in Game of Thrones uh, I don't think I I actually don't know I don't remember her in it I don't know if I saw her stuff but it's been probably since this year actually 2015 I think it's the last year I watched Game of Thrones so it's been quite a while I think that's when the fifth season ended ah interesting all right well I gotta say though I think the actor is quite attractive I think she's uh Oh yes, very, very like good for the eyes, but and charming. Yeah, I guess they're just yeah, yes, charming as well. Very much. Um, I think she <laughs> is a good. Act- <laughs> I think she is a good actor, um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I think she does at least bring. I I wish she was in the last film because in you know, the last film we're like, all right, we're going to a new location, and that's going to oh. be in uh, in Britain. So we could have had her in there because she's from Britain. So it's like. You know, why, why couldn't they have her there, man? Like, I wish they had introduced her before then in, in, in here instead. But, hey, they almost could have, like, had it so that, yeah, I was doing some side work and I helped these guys develop eagles. I, I helped develop, uh, I was working with Moses here on, on this, like, Oof. you know, thing called God's Eye. And I didn't know what I was doing. 
And yeah, I need rescuing, which, okay, maybe, yeah. But then she at least helps in the end, so it's like, I think it would or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I do wish that she was introduced in the last movie. I think that would have helped. Again, yeah, you, 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 maybe this is, I don't know if you'd call it a little bit insensitive, but like you always bring like a new person is added to the family in each location they, uh, they're in each movie entry they're in. I think that would have been a very wise choice, yeah, to bring a, a lens from the location. Yeah, and, like Helena should have been obviously the one from five, but we didn't really get her from in six, you know, a, very much a, a minor role. And this, I'm at least happy that they have Ramsey, you know, as a new person. And so it's just in Head Candy, it's just like, yeah, they, she was in six. No, no, I'm just kidding. She's in this film. Yeah. And we even, when they go to Abu Dhabi, I think that's what that place was. Yep. It's Abu Dhabi. Yeah. We even get a little bit of a, a lens there, which I liked. I wished he was more a part of their stuff there, but I was happy that they finally did that. Yeah. Since I was complaining about it in those couple of them. Oh, here goes Tony Jaw. Yep. Um, for Tony Jaw fans, it's funny, I actually am kind of, even though I forget actually what style he does. I don't, I think he does Muay Thai, but I know he does other, some of the other Muay uh, yeah. styles. Uh, I'll fully admit I'm actually not much of a, I've not seen many of Tony Jaw's, uh, films, so I'm not that much of a, uh, what do you call it? I, I I'm certainly fan. not much of a, no, 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 not a fan, but I'm, I'm not much of a, uh, uh, and not know it all, but an expert in, in him, but I definitely mm. will want to watch his films because he has got a lot of energy to him. Yes. Yeah. And he, he captures some of that Jackie Chan ability to just like fling himself around and spring and do oh, cool yeah. stunts like that, which I always enjoy. Yeah, no, I would definitely want to do like a retrospective on him, on his career. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, I'm not a big expert on his stuff either. I've only really seen that, uh, I guess he was in Mortal Kombat, uh, one of them, <laughs> but uh, obviously the own Bach movies we're we're thinking of. Exactly, yeah, that's where I mainly know him from. Yeah, he was also in a film with he. It, it was him. It was Donnie Yen, and it was um, oh, what was his name? The guy from the, Rama Rama. Excuse me, the guy I forget his actor. Uh, Iko, I believe. Uh, the guy from The Raid. Oh. Yeah, the three of them were in like a film together. And it's like, oh my goodness, that should be a great film. Oh, that's cool. And and we will be seeing him eventually. He shows up in a video game movie besides Mortal Kombat, which is uh, Monster Hunter. I remember him being in that. Wait, Tony Jaa? Yeah, Tony Jaa. Oh, wow. Okay, with Mila. Interesting. Yeah, so we'll see him there. And and just as I mentioned video game movies, I did meant, meant to mention... Uh, how do you say his name again? Is it... Jamin or Jamon? I think you said it like initially, and here comes the Rome. Yeah, he comes in laughing as if he's, oh, I'm the hero, I'm back, bitches. I mean, he does save, he he does save Dom's bacon there. Yeah, that's their excuse for making him so dumb before is that he was going to come in to to help. Also, I got a question: what Tej was up to that entire scene? Uh, Because it's like, unless his vehicle sustained too much fire, it's like, Tej, what were you doing? Because like. Letty was kind of like left to her heels and it's like, what the hell? Like had Brian not, you know, activated the guns turrets or the, the buses turrets, she would have kind of like also been in a uh, jam there. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Anyway, sorry. I, I cut out, cut you off what you were saying. Oh, I just said, uh, as I mentioned, video game movies, uh, Jimon Hansen, uh, also shows up in, uh, a video game movie, Laura Croft, the second one. 
So we'll see him again too, relatively soon. But here we get this uh, <laughs> running up the uh, the bus escape. And this this was the moment where I was like, okay, this franchise has officially just gone into cuckoo town. And he leaps off just as Letty happens to glide right for the save. I was like, the physics of all of this has gotten so cartoonish that I, I just, I yeah, I, this 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 is the stuff that's not for me. This this is the kind of things that makes me roll my eyes so much that I just want to turn it off. <laughs> At the same time, there was parts of this, and I'll point them out where I was subverted. I was like, my expectation was subverted. I'm like, the bus didn't like blow up in a huge explosion. I'm impressed. Like that was pretty like tame. Uh, you're probably just rolling your eyes like whatever, but like, nah, I'm like, in, in, like, you know, any, in any Michael Bay film, that bus would have exploded. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like they already, they already jumped the, the shark bit with the side. So yeah. The, the explosions least to my worries there. That's, that's fair. And this is, yeah. Fast seven is the film for Caleb where it, they, they've jumped the shark. Yes. Yeah. Like before, you know, six, five, you know, you could say they were getting close to it, but there was something that, like, kept it from, you know, going off that ramp. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to see here in a second is them jumping the shark. But again, I was also very, sub like, my expectations were subverted. I'll talk about it. Oh, with this scene, your expectations yeah. were yeah. Yeah. Or subverted? No, yeah, this is subversion, like... Oh, uh, here's here's. A... <laughs> oh yeah, the slow motion. Yeah, slow motion and the multiple transitions. There you go. <laughs> you know, I I kind of enjoy this. Like, it's putting a smile on my face. I don't know why. It's nice to get a moment with him because throughout so much of this movie, he's just kind of spinning exposition kind of stuff and bitching about. Oh no, they're they're catching up. They're doing this. So it's nice to have a moment to see that he's he's got some threat to him. Yeah, again, if, think, if, sorry, go ahead. But I do think up up until this point, he's easily the most forgettable villain. There's so little to him. It's it's kind of shocking. <laughs> again, if this is the like Blofeld in in movie, excuse me, if this is the Blofeld of the series where Braga's worked for him, Verone's worked for him, even like um Sony Chiba's characters worked for him. Even Johnny Tran, even if Johnny Tran worked for him, like one, that's insane. But if he's the one that's been like, you know, this, this international, like human trafficking, drug smuggling, son of a gun, like you, you'd want more obviously. And even the, you know, the, the, the antagonist from five, like they've all worked for him. It would make, yeah. Like, and, and Shaw, the Shaw brothers are working for him. Like, I think Jamon can, like, obviously he can act, but obviously the, you know, either the direction or the, the script itself is not, is not enough for, for him. Like, he's, I think he's trying, but he's... Yeah, what can you do with this part? Oh, yeah. Especially this part here where I was like, oh my goodness, James <laughs> Wan, you pl you son of a gun, you played this straight. Like you, you think like oh they're gonna get sky hooked or something like that right like in Dark Knight uh, like Dark Knight where uh, to get out of Hong Kong um, Batman you know deploys that sky hook remember yeah 
Uh, no, and then you, you think that here where the plane's going to come and grab it. Nope. He just literally like falls down. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is something out of like GTA 5. If you go down Mount Chili Had, I believe it was called. <laughs> and, huh. Sub, sub, like expectations subverted in that they play the scene completely straight. Other than, okay. Exaggerate, exaggerate in a way in that Dom's still walking and Ramsey's also like, you know, yes completely fine yeah i was sitting over here like i don't know if i would call this playing it straight i mean the fact that they could just get up and walk away from that kind of wreck that is just insane (laughs) i'll say it's heightened but i'm still saying like there was no other than them surviving it because of movie logic and it's hollywood um it was played straight in that they didn't do any tricks just they ran off a mountain (laughs) I mean, uh, poor poor Hobbs wound up in a hospital bed, falling out of a window and landing on the back of that car. I mean, they rolled down a the fucking mountain, <laughs> and they just to which I say they rolled either a nat twenty or something ridiculously high on their fortitude save. Oh well, what are you seeing right now? By the way, my my thing just paused. Oh, um, uh, Brian's talking to Ramses about like she's feeling nauseous. Where's my shoe? Which is <laughs> all right. That's random. Um, I wish she had a little bit more sass or roasted Rome a bit more when, cause he's like talking to her like an item and I'm like, yes. I wish she kind of had some more quips about that. Oh man. Yeah. I was, I just didn't know what to think about that with Rome just, yeah. Treating her like, Oh, you know, a, a hot girl being in front of a computer, like, Oh, girls being smart. Uh, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like when did they? When did this character become this? Like yeah, like what about Let? Like yeah, what, what about Letty for pit sakes? What do you see with Letty? It's like nah, she's one of us. It's like well, and yeah, yeah, and it's because he's become the dumb guy of the group. That's just oh, and here's where the speaking of which, here's the <laughs> Joker. Hey, it's Joker, not dumb guy, or double alpha. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of that where she basically like assigns them the roles or she's like, I trust you guys because y'all aren't, you know, y- y'all I've looked into your past. I can't say that I loved it, but I was like, okay, at least they're demonstrating that she's, you know, smart and good, good judge of character. She can kind of just with very little, inf- in, very little information kind of place these folks in their, their categories. She needs to make sense for her. Yeah. She's, she's the gal in the chair. Yeah. Yeah, second to Tej, which I guess is the reason that they start to develop a little bit of a relationship. So, at least in this movie I I feel it's platonic. I feel like you can see just in terms of the the looks to each other that there's something setting up there. Okay. Kind of similar to what they were doing in in 5 with Giselle and Han. That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. And I haven't seen what they do after. I don't know if they do become an item, but that's just the sense that I was getting here. I don't remember much in not in eight, excuse me. So, okay. I thought it was still platonic in that, but again, I I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, stop saying that, guys. You can't just keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, let me know when you see the plane. Uh, well, they're in the plane. Like, Letty's oh. on the plane. They're like Dom and and Brian are talking right now. Because uh, remember, Dom, once again, Mia, sideline, not only sideline, but she's pregnant again. 
I mean, hey, nothing, nothing wrong with her being a mom. I ain't, I ain't saying nothing over that. Yeah, it, it does feel like it's a shame that they're like, I don't know. Do you, do you think if she hadn't had that kid that she would be a part of this plot? That's the, does does Mia want to be a part of the plot? That's the question. Like, does she, does she want to go on daring adventures like they are doing right now? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the actress, like if she wanted to pull back, or if they're just dealing with the fact that they introduced that kid, and they're like, oh no, this is the best we can we can do to keep her in it. Oh, and it gets ridiculous later when like, uh, well, we'll get to it. I'll I'll talk about it. Yeah, but here we are arriving. I, I was excited for this this change in, in scenery. I was like, okay, this is very new for the franchise. So that's exciting. Um, I only, sorry, go ahead. I think this is the same year that Mission Impossible, I think they went to Dubai. So this was the same year as Rogue Nation. They had already gone to uh, Abu Dhabi in Mich- uh, Ghost Protocol, number four, in 2011. Oh, Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So even even more kind of riding the coattails. Oh, I... uh, like, I think it was also like they're allowed to film in Abu Dhabi, so they did. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. But just in terms of this feeling like it's trying to be Mission Impossible, it's funny that they would, yeah, so closely kind of imitate in that way. Except they're not, not like, I, I haven't even seen the Burj Khalifa anywhere. Oh, and here we go with Rome being a little bit of a horn dog. Yeah. I mean, Tej doesn't seem like he's looking at her as a piece of meat, but obviously Rome's the one to do that. But again, the way you, I mean, maybe he's the one, like Tej is there to keep him in his place. I have no idea. But again, like Ramsey should also probably be the one to keep him in his place. Yeah, I got dibs on that from Rome. It's like, man, what the flip? Yeah, that's that's a little gross. Also, I gotta say, like, I, th- I think both females look, re- like, really toned, by the way. Like, especially Rodriguez there, like, man, she looks fit. Oh, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez is, you know, this this is her peak. She's looking just fantastic the past few movies. Yeah, no, she's looking like, like, she's been, like, she's been working at the gym, man. She's been lifting iron. Let's go. Yeah, and there we get a nice, glory uh, butt shot of Ramsey, of course. We have to get that in there. Oh, I love her hair as well. I don't know why. I think I think her hair looks beautiful. And here is the introduction of our new buddy. I actually didn't write down his name, but I do like this guy. I don't remember his name either. <laughs> this is a guy that I would like to see come back. I think he's got some charm and some flair. You know what he is? You know what he is? He's Rome. He he is what Rome should be, but I don't know if he is. Yeah, or maybe he feels a little bit like Tej when we first met Tej. That that too. Yeah. Just kind of a side character who has enough um, flash to to stand out and make you want to see him again. But I definitely agree. I want to see more of him. Uh, I like him. I think he's later on. He's justified in his anger. Uh, yes, <laughs> most definitely. But no, I'm yeah. I'm a bit like yeah. I kind of peeved off that he he wasn't a part of this going forward. Now again, we have three other mainstream movies to yeah. watch. Yeah, he could come back. Or two. And then X when it comes out, and then Eleven. But again, he's he's on my list. He's on the list of we got to see um, Vince's kid, uh, Nick. I think Nico. Yeah. Sorry, I think it's Nico. Nico. Yeah. Um, Leon, because what the happened to Leon? Yeah, maybe it's his actor. I have no idea. Jimmy, 
and of course Suki. We want to see all the and I guess um, Michael Ely and then uh, whatever that guy's name is from two as well. Oh yeah, I want to see him back. Oh, and you know what? I wouldn't actually mind seeing Lucas Black. I would love to see him get involved. Bow Wow, hundred percent, and even his and even his uh, even his uh, lady friend as well. Yeah, Bow I don't care so much, Lady Friend. I thought she was forgettable, but yeah, I know. But if definitely Lucas Black. Yeah, definitely Lucas Black. I think he's like if they literally introduce him into like they've canonized Tokyo Drift as being you know part of the series. It's like come on, you gotta bring him in as well. Yeah, get get his drifting skills in here. Yeah, no, yeah. If they could find some sort of well, I don't know. I have no idea what they're doing. I don't know if they're gonna go back to heists or. Oh yeah. I... <laughs> At this point, I'm just like I kind of want to see these guys again. But oh, and of yeah. course, our two hombres from uh, from from Morocco as well, or not Makro, but uh, who we last saw in Morocco. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'd love to see them come back. We want those two buds as well. And here we get a little moment with yeah, Dom and Letty, and I feel like they're doing an okay job with their romance. I don't really love this whole her memories being sparked to come back. This this feels like a soap opera plot. <laughs> Hey, we're like we kind of started off in like a theatrical over the top movie back in one. So, I mean, it's kind of still there. By the way, at the start of this movie, I wrote my notes. I was like, this this doesn't feel like a new this doesn't feel like a movie. This feels like the the start of a new season of a TV series. That's absolutely what it is. <laughs> oh, and here we get some massive glory shots of of butts with these these dancing ladies in gold. I will say, like, I don't know about Brian, but man, Dom or Rome looks really good in that white suit. I don't know why. Yeah, and I was even thinking Vin Diesel looks like he slimmed down a little bit from that previous movie, and it makes him look younger. Yep. So he's he's looking good. Look at all these. He's looking good in that suit. They are really glorifying these butt shots. Like some of them are the shot is framed from the butt. It's just it's crazy. There's some Dutch angles going on as well. By the way, at least when when it when it's Te- Tej and Ramses, yeah, and James Wan is playing around a lot with the the filmmaking, and not always to the best means. But I feel like Brian could do more of it. Like there's another kind of suit that Brian could do. Uh, but I will say that definitely, um, Letty's looking really good in that dress. I like that dress of hers. I don't know why. I think it like really works for her. Oh God! And I just saw the first moment of. Uh... A certain uh, UFC champion there, and uh... um, where are you? Okay, well, I'm I'm kind of yeah, I don't know where I am. <laughs> uh, Tej is about to like hack into stuff, and Rome's like, "Hey, or Tej is like, Rome, make a scene." Oh wow, this yeah, hmm. yeah, this is definitely not working out too well this time with the. Uh... Wait, am I ahead of you or are you ahead of me? Um, I don't. I I think at this point I'm behind it's getting confusing oh wow okay letty's now about to like cut the orange wire okay hmm. maybe i'll skip forward now i can pause if you want uh sure yeah what are you seeing all right i'm pausing right now hang on uh what the heck? i'm sorry i'm gonna try to like pause it okay so rome's about to it's your birthday right tell me when that comes up oh sure yeah, this one's definitely having some confusion. Yeah, because I just saw her cut the wire. Oh, yeah, totally. Some more glory shots of butts. Again, shots framed directly from them. <laughs> Very odd. 
And here's the birthday bit. Yep, yeah, right okay. there. Thank you. All right, so we're in, in sync again. Um, <laughs> oh, not the birthday routine. Um, you, Jasmine, it's like, oh boy, I don't know, it's not like something there. But for, for me, I'll, I'll just say this with like, you know, the butt shots, I have nothing to say. I just, I literally have nothing to say. So you can, you can say what you want. I'm just like, eh, like whatever. It's, it's, certain... I just think it's funny. It's women can certainly find it degrading, which I agree with, but I'm just like, yeah, like it is what it is. Yeah. And it's always been a part of this series. I just feel like this, this one takes it to a bit of another level, Fair enough. but I guess this is the moment where Rome gets his chance to, to shine and yep. show off his special ability. And it's, it's certainly special. I don't know if it's, uh, how effective it actually is but so for what he is doing in the film while it's cringy by the way that is a that's a beast yep um it's a very slick looking car for what rome is doing even though it is cringy i think it makes sense in universe um but yeah you can definitely be wincing at it i'm just like ugh, like yeah, he's making a scene, all right. Yeah, and here we get another moment with Dom that I was just like, what the fuck? Here, here's where it was. This is it right here. It's like, okay, is that car lightweight or something? Because, like, how is he doing? Like, is he a super, like, is, is he literally Captain America? Like, one, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, he's the, I guess you could say his nickname is the Iron Giant, but, like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's just bonkers just bonkers oh boy hi didn't expect to uh oops <laughs> and i'm sorry i complained about gina carano's acting in the previous movie and i still think it was bad but ronda rousey oh boy her line deliveries everything is terrible <laughs> so she was in expendable 3 uh which was the previous year i believe which i also watched um and maybe I just wasn't used to acting the way I understand acting now, but like, I think she was okay in that. And in this, yeah, no, watching this today, like, yeah, she certainly, you know, needs some more acting chops. I mean, how is she when it comes to putting on a, uh, promos, uh, is it? Put, putting on a, uh, promo. Thank you. Yeah. And WB. Um, she is still very, very weak. Yeah. You can tell when she's just kind of let loose and doing her own thing. But when she's got kind of a scripted kind of story that she needs to fill out. Oh, it's stiff and awful. Ouch. <laughs> um, all right. So an interesting scene where we actually get like, you know, some women on women action. I came out wrong, but, the, you know, uh, women against women, which, you know, that's good. That's at least, you know, something new there. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's. Because they did that with Gina Carano last time. And it's like, we need someone who can compete with Michelle Rodriguez. Yep. She looks like a badass, tough chick. So let's give her another badass, tough chick. Current UFC women's... I don't remember which division Browsey was in, but let's get her to be the uh, the next opponent. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, just get a UFC fighter to do it. So, okay. So obviously... <laughs> People aren't going to be like this, but Isaac, you're you're into you know martial arts. You're into that you know the, the mixed martial arts that is in UFC. It's like yes, and and with one FC. Um, do you have any history with Ronda Rousey, and what's your what's your take on her? Hmm. So I've seen. I didn't. Okay, the 2015 was not 
into UFC by this point. I thought it was still a, kind of like a violent sport. Um, and I only knew Ronda Rousey from uh, Expendables 3. And I think you and Brian also had like a – my friend Brian, excuse me, not like Brian and this. But uh, in this – I think they also had some like – like, oh, why is she in here? Like, she's too popular. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh, it's her. It's, last time I saw her, she was in Expendables 3. That's kind of cool. But and then she was in another film as well after this. I don't Or she made a cameo. I don't remember which one that was. But um, as for her, you know, now, what do I think of her seeing, like, some of the archive footage or the previous footage of her fighting? She's Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think she should have changed coaches personally, but, um, you know, she had a, I think she could have kept going, but she's definitely a person who got popular in the fame. I'm, I don't know if it went to her head, but I think people definitely made the fame go to her head and told her things. So could have been handled a bit differently. All right. Here's a scene where Ludacris does okay job, but he just, okay. He just stops the like baton right there. It's like, all right, that was that was staged. <laughs> All right, um, scene over. You can talk again. Sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah, but for Ronda Rousey, I will say, yeah, definitely the the fame and the the top dog mentality went to her head. Yeah, made her very disliked. I don't I don't want to like assume that or whatnot. She went through a lot of stuff. I can't not say like it all came crashing down, but eh, I, 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 maybe I'll talk about it later. Like we're not in this film, but like just maybe I'll talk about it. Some yeah. Time. Yeah. Uh, but here we get a Shaw once again, it's like every major set piece. He has to show up as just this added wrinkle, even though he's so separate. Mr. X. Yeah. Mr. X. And it, I just don't know how well that actually works story wise. Kind of would have been funny if they had poked fun at, or not poked fun, but like made some pointers of like, hey, it's, you know, let's see his shtick in the Transporter series. Because huh. I will say I was, I was kind of Oof. like, oh yeah, like was, because when I saw this film, I was like, oh yeah, Jason Statham was in the Transporter series. So it's like, that's why he's in this because, you know, he's also like a driver. So if they wanted to get anybody, they would get like his character from the Transporter series. Yeah, hey, are you seeing Brian's face during this? Uh, I'm sorry to sidetrack, but that's some of the worst stuff in this. No comment. I thought you were gonna say like the whole set itself, like the whole like set piece of them jumping from tower to tower is just like the R word. <laughs> I would definitely not say that. It's not slow, that's for sure. You can't say it's slow. Yeah, I, I got no real thoughts about it. It just it feels like they once again escalated to the point of jumping the shark. It's more just the, yeah, the bad effects. That's just does not, it doesn't feel on the level of what we've seen so far in this series, not just Brian's terrible face, but just the, the effects of it flying in the sky just looks like a, like a PS2 graphic or something. Maybe that's Maybe that's wrong. PS3 graphic, like 2011. I see the, you know, the, 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 the fake face. However, I think some video games have done it worse. <laughs> yeah, but this is a film. This isn't a video game. This is a film, but some video games that use likenesses, there's Uncanny Valley. And while that also is a bit Uncanny Valley, I wouldn't say, I think I've seen, I can't say worse, but I, th I have seen other Uncanny Valleys that I'm like, I don't personally like that. 
and this does not personally affect me. I'm like, this is not the word. This is this can't uncanny valley does not make me uh, wince, whereas it makes you wince like every time you see it. Yes, huge wince. Yeah, and I've seen worse too. This isn't as bad as Tron Legacy, but it's still just just not there. Again, unfinished. Yeah, yeah. The word is unfinished. I think if you had Weta workers or Deep Fate guy for uh, Industrial Light Magic and the Mandalorian, I think it would look much better. Especially, it's not like Will Smith in Gemini Man. Because there's only a few shots they linger on. There's a few other shots they don't. I think it could be fixed with uh, if somebody went back and like updated it. Well, yeah, there I could see it, but it's it lingers on like long enough to like he's not moving his mouth, but yeah, I can I can see like you know the fake face. Yeah. What were your thoughts about the jumping from building to building <laughs> moment? Well, it's an action set piece, and I think. I think they did it pretty good. Um, again, it was very CGI heavy, but what do you expect? Yeah, would, would you say you liked it? Or... Yeah, I genuinely liked it. Come on, man. I'm a simple guy. Like, I'm not exactly <laughs> like... It's pretty easy to please me. Well, apparently not for the MCU. Apparently, you... Uh, and I feel like this... At this point, this series is... You know... It's it's gotten much worse than the MCU's average by by six and seven. Ah, uh, fair enough. I feel like this is getting into really schlocky action junk. It feels like to me. Yeah. Uh, Safar, that's his name. Safar. Safar. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Um, yeah, he has every reason to be peeved off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's just like Vince when he introduced them for that that gig in Fast Five. It's like you came in and you blew up this gig. I, you know, I put my Self on the line for you, helped you out, and then you just screwed me over. And now I'm excised from the plot. It's like, oh, oh come on, this guy, like, you know, he... yeah, it's too bad. Uh, he had some, he had some beef with these guys, fair enough. But hopefully they could, like, you know, I guess, like, work it out. Hopefully, yeah. Another character that we spent some time developing for not much effect is Mister Nobody's uh, assistant here, Shepard. Like he had that whole early scene with Dom. He he's around most of the scenes with Mister Nobody. And it's like I feel like we could have made that guy stand out more and made him more likable. Yeah, he, Shepard reminds me of Scott Eastwood from uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. I, I don't know why. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I I always forget that he was in that. That's exactly. Well, you also forget that movie exists. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Even though we did it on this channel. Oh, wow. She looks beautiful there. Yeah, man. She, like, uh, just like all the guys here and Michelle Rodriguez. Like, yeah, man. She, like, she got her looks, dude. Um, But here's another. I We kind of skipped past it, but there's another scene where it's, like, it's put. Like, I was, like, my expectations were subverted where they played the scene straight. Where it's just, like, Nick Fury asks for uh, God's Eye. And Dom's like, Brian, give it to him. Brian gives it to him, and then that's it. Just like Nick Fury's and like, all right. Took a you know a lot to a lot of work to get this uh, little piece of device. And then he gives it back to Dom is like, Alright, let's go find shots. Like I am pleasantly surprised. Like there's no there's no like before we give this to you, we need a guarantee of whatever. 
It's like, no, they just give it to him. I'm like, I'm kind of impressed. I don't know why. Like, I guess by this point, I'm too genre savvy enough to be like, all right, he's going to like, they want something, right? No, they just give it to him. Yeah, and just to keep track of the plot up to this point. Yes, we had that whole Abu Dhabi thing because I guess the person, not who invented it, but just someone who had it on like a storage device hidden in a car. So we had all that big extended scene just so they could get it. And yeah, now they've got on a little computer and then we'll get more complications. So basically the heist is over now. The heist has ended. Uh, The only thing was, you know, so far it sold it to this, like the prince, uh, this Jordanian prince, and he had it in the car and it was some... Quite similar to Fast Five, by the way, I just realized, where all that data of, like, the, the antagonist, like, drug dealers and his drug operation was, you know, all in those cars, right? It's kind of the same plot. Yeah, similar. Similar. Except we got a lot less of uh, fun scenes of them setting up their heist. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Whereas, like, you know, Nick Fury's the one to give them the heist, given that he's the Amanda Waller to the Suicide Squad. Yeah, but more, uh, much more bland. I, I was looking forward because I knew Kurt Russell showed up in this franchise. But now that we got him, I mean, maybe they'll do more with him in the future if he comes back. Yeah. But for this movie, yeah, I just not. I didn't really get much of anything off him. Oh, by the way, this is just so funny. Where you get all these armored guys, you have Kurt Russell, and then you have Brian and, or sorry, Nick Fury, Brian and. Uh, Dom, and they're all just unarmored. It's like, what the heck? Yes. <laughs> At least Mr. Nobody, it turns out he's secretly... Hold on, hang on, hold yeah. on, hold up there, hold up. Um, oh. wait, wait as the plot goes on, but it's like, oh, I can see who's going to survive in this scene. Everybody who's armored is going to die, but everybody <laughs> who's unarmored is going to live. It's like, what the flip? Um, here's a funny scene where I was like, alright, so here's what happened. So, they basically are going to go like get Shaw, which is, again, I'm surprised. And then it turns out that Shaw is aligned with the Decepticons and barricades there with them. <laughs> yeah. Cause for some reason, this is now this is me now when I was rewatching it. Not the first time, but now rewatching it, all of a sudden I get a lot of like oh, like Transformers 07 vibes. And I don't know why. Yeah, this this movie up to this point feels the most Michael Bay, I think. In terms of the the plot is a relatively straightforward plot, but the way that they film it all and all the action happens makes the plot feel more convoluted and confusing. I think, I don't know if you had that, like I could follow it, but it felt like it felt like everything was just happening in a big wave, kind of like how the Michael Bay movies do where it's, it just feels like it, there's a lack of focus in terms of the story. And here's where like, you know, he's, like Shaw's like oh yeah he has friends it's like no wait a minute like obviously you were unaligned but this is where it could have been like I was with him the whole time like I was you know aligned with him the whole time but they didn't do that yeah I, I was confused there I was I was I wasn't sure if when Shaw was showing up all that, those other times if he was a part of their group just hanging out in the wings but I don't believe he was I think it, they teamed up just the same way Mr. Nobody teamed up with the Dom crew oh. to get this God's eye center access. He's got, I think it's, it's called center, center access or whatever it is. Um, you saw Jerome like, you know, or Moses there, like do center access on, uh, 
on Shepard, and he's now he's <laughs> Moses has killed the Shepherd. Hmm. Oh, and here's where Snake Plissken comes in with Nick Fury. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Well, it's Snake Plissken right there, right? Yeah, but oh no, Snake Plissken and Nick Fury. I, I don't know what. But, yeah, I'm starting to wonder if I'm not in sync. Well, they both have an eye patch. All right, awkward pause. Anyway, oh no, Nick Fury's dead. Yeah, because I'm just trying to figure out if I'm in. I'm in sync. Well, what What are you seeing right now? Oh, uh, Tony Jaw just shot Nick Fury. Oh wow! Then yeah, again we had a big jump. Yeah, I'm way ahead of you now. <laughs> oh, what the heck? So yeah, what is with this extended cut? Like, yeah, what am I getting that you're not? Yeah, I, uh, Dom just placed Mission Nobody in the car. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you when. Yeah, whatever Don's Don yeah Dom's gun was. Uh what the whatever gun that was that was so future like I don't know if that's a based off a real gun but it. Sounded very futuristic, or at least the the sound it made when the when it was fired sounded unrealistic to me. But maybe it's a real gun. I I don't know. It was a shotgun. I know that. I was thinking that too. Yeah, because Dom's that. always been the shotgun guy. <laughs> Look at that! Everybody who was unarmored uh, lived, including Shaw. Yep. When he was shot, I was like, "Oh, in the car, in the car, go!" Oh, there we go. Nope. Yeah, the minute he was shot, I was like, "Oh, no one's ever really gone." <laughs> Yeah, maybe next time. Hopefully next time there's not an extended cut. Because, yeah, this definitely caused some issues for this one. But, yeah, we see them here now taking the, the God's Eye. And, yeah, maybe an unnecessary wrinkle that they got it and lost it. And, oh, Shaw's leaving him. He's not teaming up with them. It's, yeah. I just assumed he was, like, walking away. He's like, all right, and it's the end scene, so i got to leave now. Oh, hey, look at that. Nope. Yeah, there we go. It's Aquaman. So that is probably either. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's funny, James Wan. Um, but that's also what Nick, or not Nick, watch Nick, but Captain America's uh, suit kind of looked like in, I think, either the 60s or the, no, the 70s comics, where it kind of had that like fish scales almost. That's like, dang, they did not do that in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they did. I still think it's ugly as all heck, but it works for Aquaman. Oh, with Captain America, you think it's ugly? I think. Well, I I have a total problem with like though that fishnet or not fishnet, but those fish scales, the fish scale armor almost. I know dragon scale armor exists in D and D, but like for Captain America, I never. I always found it like like I never I never, it never worked for me. It never gelled with me. Same thing with buccaneer boots. Every time. <laughs> Him and Hawkeye had buccaneer boots in the comics. Yeah. Ugh, I never liked that. That just like, <laughs> seemed out of place for me. Like, it just seems so out of place. I've always never been a fan of buccaneer boots with superheroes. Um, obviously, with pirates, it's a different story. Uh, but, like, yeah, never never come to me with buccaneer boots if you're a superhero. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just not a fan of that. I'm a fan of tights. I'm not a fan of and showing your underwear outside of your or on the outside, but Buccaneer boots and uh, fish scale armor, if it's not Aquaman. Ugh. Oh, but since we're just seeing our last scene with Mr. Nobody there, what were your thoughts with his introduction for this movie? Well, I was like, oh, is he going to come back? I mean, I'm glad he lived. It's like, I guess he'll probably be in the next films, eh? 
Yeah. Like, he lives. It's like, whoa, he lives. Yeah, but what are your thoughts with him? Besides the living. Well, again, he's Nick Fury. He's like, he's assembling a team. He's like Amanda Waller. Like, he's now the government. He's like, he's a different Hobbs. Like, he's a much more friendly Hobbs. Yeah, would you say you liked him or? Yes, I liked him. Okay, <laughs> there you Especially go. Especially with a bit of like, do you want me to like explain his entire character? No, I was just curious for your thoughts. Yeah, not oh, the okay. what his character represents. Yeah, I like him. I think. You know, what little Kurt Russell has to do here, I'm like, no, I enjoyed him, especially with the scenes where he's actually playing stuff straight. Like he never he never lies to Dom. Like he it's it's he's like one of the most honest characters that we've seen on screen. It's hard to say that, especially coming from the government. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Oh wow. Oh man. Brian's looking real <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, for me I just feel like Mr. Nobody it just is Mr. Nobody. Yeah, he feels very indistinct. Like, I feel like the only thing he really had was, yeah, he's kind of a nice guy. He he's it was just almost like a tool for Dom to be able to do this plot. And then his only thing was bonding with Dom with the beer. That's kind of like, oh, that's it. It feels really thin. Yeah, you know what would have helped is, and maybe we'll see this later on in like the series, is him working with cars. What kind of car does Mr. Nobody drive? Yeah, that yeah, um, maybe being defined by a vehicle. Yeah, I could help him. That's the thing about this whole series, is like, and who, what kind? Of, that's that's the other thing that I feel like. All right, what's what's going on here? Like, we know what Dom's car is. We know what Brian's car is. What is everybody else's car? And I never got that with like what Letty's car is, what Ted's car is, and what Rome's car is. Like, there should always there should be that one vehicle that's tied to them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I even feel like Tej really isn't all that interested in cars at this point. Since he's such the the tech guy. Yeah, it's weird. Especially remember in, in five he was like, I'm gonna take my money, I'm gonna make a like I'm gonna start a shop, auto body shop. Or not an auto body like a mechanic shop. It's like, but isn't that what you already did in Too Fast, Too Furious? Yeah. <laughs> well, but here we get a nice little scene with Dom and or with Brian and Mia. I think this is nice. It's, I mean, here's where she reveals, it's like, I got a, we're got another baby coming and she's a daughter. It's like, what? You can tell this early, you don't even look like you have a bump yet, bud. Like, what's <laughs> going on here? I do like that they mentioned this, the tuna sandwich, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a cute moment. I mean, maybe that's, maybe you could say it's a little gimmicky of like, all right, why are they bringing us back to that? Yeah. Well, it's it's something to you know give give them some sort of bond here. I gotta say, I I do at least you know in in this series. I know this is weird to say. Sorry if I'm going there, but Brian is loyal. Like, there's never a moment where he's like, "Dang!" Like, look at this like woman over here. It's like he is a loyal man to Mia. Mm-hmm. And I think for like on screen appearances for and like. And just like in a in a like movie relationship, I think that's something that we don't often get, especially in a series like this. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard for me to think because there's I feel like there's not a lot of series that go this long. You're not wrong. Yeah, with the same characters each episode or uh, 
country. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, it is an episode by this point. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it feels so much like a TV series. Well, like I said last film, is that you could honestly make this into a TV series. Like, each <laughs> movie is a season. I guarantee yeah. that would work. One last ride. Dom's breaking out his dad's car. <laughs> Again, it came back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it completely completely destroyed in the middle of a, a cave that collapsed around it. But here it is. <laughs> and then Hobbs smashed into it with his giant military APC, AT, APC excuse me. Yeah. And then it also died in six last movies. Well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a phoenix. It just rises from the ashes. Yeah, unlike Phoenix, the character from Fast Four. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I think it was that was the name, right? Yeah. Yeah, we we do the prep montage. Yeah, everybody's got their like you know. Dom's got his vehicle, Brian's got his vehicle, and then even uh, Shaw has his own vehicle. Yeah, got another Aston Martin after that first one he destroyed. Maybe it's the same one. Man, what is it with people like, are they really trying to like, you know, make people angry? Once again, I just realized that Bond was also this year and Mad Max Fury Road was this year as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. A lot of stuff with car movies in this year. Now, this does feel like the beginning of a Michael Bay end sequence. I was about to say, is that blackout we're about to see? (laughs) And this is really the, it feels so much like Michael Bay that we even get people split up doing seemingly nonsensical things that just activate like one little tiny bit of the plot. And it's like, it's everything that's happening is just an excuse for action. It's not really a story happening. So the whole, uh, what, what, this is not for you. So what we're going to have is Ramsey's going to basically, she's going to hack into her own program that she designed of Eagle's eye or Eagle's eye, God's eye, excuse <laughs> me. She's going to hack in there and she's going to basically like lock um, Moses out of it, out of using it again. Oh, the, the symbolism. Um, and they need to be within like range of it. But now it's like, why is Moses all of a sudden coming to hunt them? There's the question of like, why is he coming after Dom and the crew? Is it because they got him in his way and he's they're like a loose end? Yeah, that's that's true. That's actually a good question. I didn't even think about that. That was my question of like, why is why is Moses here all of a sudden? Like, why, why? Like, I can accept the action that's about to happen on screen, but I'm like, but why is he here? I just turn my brain off and I'm like, all right, let's see what's going on here next. Yeah. And that's kind of what you have to do to accept this because it does just feel. Yeah. Like it's just a big excuse for action. And and I don't really get too much from this action. This feels kind of much more played down from something like the, uh, the big climax of fast five, which was a very exciting action scene. It was despite how like, you know, ridiculously unrealistic it was, but oh, and heck, even here, remember Blackout? Well, you just deployed a version of Scorponok in the way of the X Men Blackbird. <laughs> yeah, now we get a big drone. It's topical. <laughs> we got drones, or spaceship, as Rome calls it. Yeah, and I, I think I have a a thing where if we get a Fast and the Fur- Furious climax in the dark, I'm just not going to be as into it. I feel like that's just the case. 
at this point. I mean, maybe this is to hide the CGI, but I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, this integration here with the drone, but like... Yeah. Yeah, okay. I guess it is not interesting to st- uh, enter stealth mode. Just like, oh man, Brian, you're gonna make the guy like the the truck driver get killed. Exactly. The shield, like, what are you doing, man? He's like, I'll just use this guy's yeah body. And it looks like he's still alive, potentially. Like somehow, he, all those bullets like graze past him. Like, oof, that was man, you were lucky on your dodge or in your um, reflex save. Yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna die though once these things start going out loose. Oh boy, all these metallic tubes. Like, oh boy, yeah, they, yeah, people are dead. <laughs> But unlike James uh, or Justin Lin, James Wan doesn't focus on like all all the pedestrian death. No, certainly not. Oh, and here we go again. Is it going to be another hit on collusion with Dom and uh, or collision with Dom and Shaw? But no, you can call it collusion. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that there'd be some like. I'm getting some fast or fast. I'm getting some Mad Max the the game flashbacks here, not flashbacks, but like some itch itching here, just because like Dom's got that double barrel shotgun. Mm. Um, I'm I, they had harpoon guns as well. It's like where's the boomsticks at? Like, come on, I want to see like, you know, I want I want to see vehicular combat like that. Yeah, and instead of the usual Dom praying, he could go to the the Grippa guy. Grif- Grifta is cool. Grifta, yeah. <laughs> or Griffa, excuse me. It's not, yeah, it's not Griffa. Griffa, there you go. That's right. Oh, hey, here, here's... Um, wait. Is it, oh, I got my Decepticons mixed up. Is it Blackout or... No, but yeah, sorry, no, I was right. Here comes Blackout shooting at Barricade. Who? <laughs> I bet a lot of people were happy about that cop getting blown up. Damn, I, damn. I'll tell you what. There's a lack of emergency response vehicles uh, until the very end, which I'm just like, all right, hang on. Should like the army be called in? Although, okay, technically, never mind. Oh, and here we go. The the separating of the climaxes. Dom and, and Shaw get their own piece of it, which is completely removed from everything else. Oh, yeah. No, it's the it's the two guys. They're going after it, whereas the rest of the crew are trying to stop Moses from killing themselves, I guess, or getting getting killed, or yeah, getting them killed. Yeah, and really, the only part of it that matters is Ramsey. Uh, she's the only kind of real moving part. Dom or Brian gets kind of caught up in this, just a way to like boost her signal, which spirals off into its own little bit of the climax. But kind of regain the signal, I'd say. I mean, it is boosting. You're right, but it's also regaining because they're about yeah. to, they're they're going to soon take out the tower. That's fair. This scene, though, I'm going to say, like, CGI, but, yeah, I like the idea of the stunt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to break a few limbs if you, like, jump out of a already accelerating vehicle. It's going more than 80 miles per hour. And, yes, I said 80 miles per hour. <laughs> but here we... Yeah, and, by the way... Um, almost all this climax had to be redone and you can tell that Paul Walker played little little role in it I don't think he shot any of this stuff it's all face replaced so yeah by his brothers yeah um, I will say with this climax though it kind of has a similar like a similar problem 
to it like I did with 07 Transformers. All right, hang on. Jousting. Here we go. Yep. And what does Dom do instead? It's the signature Revan. Let's go. <laughs> and I laughed. I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, oh, here we go. Of course. You missed. <laughs> Get shot. It's like, what? You were expecting him not to come armed? Yeah. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> He's, we just cut to Hobbs. We haven't seen him in like an hour. Yep. Hour and a half, and then he's just in the hospital bed. Aha! See, we set him up. We put him. We, we left him here, but he's gonna make a comeback later on in the film. He'll be. Uh, he'll still be essential in the in the last bit. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, it feels weird. It feels like why was he removed for all this time? <laughs> so here's my little problem. Is that you know I like similar to 07, It's like they for some reason they're trying to get the all spark away from Megatron and they go into like central city instead um, to get it out, which is where there's a lot of civilians and here they're like, all right, we're going to hit the street. We're going to, we're going to take Moses on on the streets. These streets are ours. It's like one Tej and Rome are Miami streets. This ain't their streets. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> and two, aren't you going to get a lot of people killed? And three, mm. dang Hobbs is like, you know, he healed fast. Yeah, he's good to go. The doctors, they just kept that cast on because they wanted to hold him down. Oh, yeah. Like, we need an excuse. <laughs> My question is, where's the missus at? I was thinking about that, too. I was like, does, did his wife divorce him? Because she's like, you're a monster, Hobbs. I've heard about your tactics. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we're just supposed to forget about his his ways. Again, with back to my comment on like you know the mass destruction and collateral damage. Um, I like this bit though. I mean, call it what you will. It's like it's a what do you call it? It's like a, not not a rule too, but it's a um, it's the other not a payoff, but it's like the scenery done. It's like well, you thought this was a street fight. He's like, yeah, I ain't doing that. Yeah. And then Dom just. Yeah, he just is like, okay, let's do it a, a street fight. I won't just shoot you. I'm yep. too good of a guy. Mono a mono. <laughs> I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> and I, I will say, um, I'm I've never been a big fan of um oh shit, I am forgetting his name at the moment. Uh Jason Statham. Thank you, Jason Statham in his action roles. I haven't really seen a lot of that stuff. Uh, but just from his early work with Guy Ritchie. I know that he's a super charming actress, actor, actor, actress. I almost said actress. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I do feel like they could turn this Sean to a great character going forward, but he comes off really generic in this because he hasn't really had a chance to show a character. He's just been a, a fighter that pops up. Through. Oh yeah. Like this is in a way not to spoil, but like, I guess we'll have to wait till Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. And I think he's in the next one too, so maybe they'll be able to flesh him out more there. But I, as a kind of an introduction piece to his character, I feel like this is another one that feels really thin and like there isn't much dynamic about him. Just too bad. Two in a row, Mr. Nobody and Shaw, I feel like are both flat notes. Yeah, I have nothing to rebuttal. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and I, I feel like this introduction of this this drone 
should be a more fun element to the the fight but for some reason it also just doesn't quite add enough it, again it, it does feel like a transformers movie all of a sudden this just feels like some sort of flying transformer up there after him yeah like starscream space is just picking them off without transforming back you know into robot form if only when we cut to the eye of it looking it would be like saying something in a weird language then it would switch and deep and translate to english yeah so you're like frenzy or scorponok <laughs> and it yeah. would have to sound like some sort of asian language like mutated all right hang on a second <laughs> <laughs> if it was going to be michael bay that's what they would do you know this is kind of similar to the end of fast okay what has letty been doing this whole time just like you know yeah she's been off the map yeah they just forgot about her just wait 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 okay you're seen and you're on me <laughs> no that lady oh oh yeah yeah it's just like you're you're off you're off now you're back on and by the way this this whole fight with dom and and, and uh shaw it looks like they're in a cgi set this whole time i don't know if they are but it just looks like they're fighting on a green screen it's very strange they probably are it's not as grace of war or not as what's the word it's not as uh, bleak as Civil War looks, or desaturated, excuse me. Yeah, but at least Civil War looked like a real set that they that they were on. That wasn't a real set when they did the big fight. Yeah, it looked more real than this one does. I think this looks really cheap. Uh, no, I have the opposite with you on that. <laughs> I think we're on the opposite ends in a lot of this movie. We certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> In this whole bit, too, when they blow up the car and then we needlessly get a flashback immediately afterwards. For them. For, for Moses' case. Well, we, we're filling it in. He, he's not actually seeing those, like this shot here. That's true. Yeah. It was like, like uh, maybe we, why, why do it and then immediately give us a flashback? It's just weird. Weird directorial choices throughout this whole climax. Oh, and hey, don't forget, I really do like Civil War. <laughs> It's just that some of the movies like color and desaturation of color is kind of gets to me. Oh, I agree. And that's, that's just this time period. This movie has a lot of it too. It's yeah. I think a little bit less. I think there's still a bunch of real stuff that they're like, I, I'm pretty sure this is while it's a set. This is at least like real. Yeah. This, this is all sets. Yeah. Real stuff. And again, all the Tony jaw stuff. I, I really enjoy here. Oh, it's Tony Jaw. Like, the man, like, is just, like, top tier class. Like, a really good stuntman and I think a good actor, too. Obviously, he doesn't get much acting to do here. No. Other than play, like, another heavy character. Speaks Thai. That's it. Yeah. It's like, jeez. <laughs> I like that zoom. I, I did think that was fun. The zoom out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff there that you're just like, ah, oh, that's some good camera work. I did wonder why did only Tony Jaw come here? Whereas the rest of his troops, even if they couldn't do these jumps, like they were running with him and then he just got away from them. That side flip seemed unnecessary, but only there for like, you know, how cool yeah. it looked. But I'm okay with it. Agreed. Oh, he pulled it off beautifully. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like that was unnecessary. This is kind of cool as well. Um, yeah. I know they zoom in and cut out a little too much. I'm like, ah, you know what? Like, I can accept it. And just weird angles, a lot of weird. It's a cool, mo cool little set piece, but there's some weird shot choices throughout that. Yeah, I mean, again, this is cut and 
well, it is what it is. And I believe this is James Wan's first foray into action. And I don't know how well he works as an action director here. So many strange camera choices. Or with fighting uh, scenes, excuse me. Hand-to-hand fight scenes, excuse me. Yeah, hand-to-hand and even the car stuff. I was yes. commenting at some weird choices. Yeah, sorry, you're right. I guess you could say it's like just like remember what we saw with Justin Lin in, in Tokyo Drift. It's like that's true. You need yeah. it, you, you know you kind of need time to like um, to like either master or get a hold of your craft. No, Tony Jaw. Too slow. Oh man. No one's ever really gone though. <laughs> Hopefully, oh, there's a emergency vehicle. Oh wait, it's just Hobbs. Never mind. Is that legal? <laughs> uh, he doesn't care about legality. Wait a minute, where's Helena? Couldn't she have like come pick him up? I wish his daughter was in this this the, the other seat. No, 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 no. Like, what's gonna happen <laughs> next? Like, I would, I, I, come on, man. We almost got like a child death in this movie. Like, I, I think I don't want another do- child death in this one, or at least child endangerment. Excuse me. Even though there's probably a lot of kids in these vehicles. And then they could make her like a badass too. She's like, turns out she's like a martial artist uh, prodigy. I mean, I could totally see it, given, like, who her dad's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll show up in one of the sequels as a yeah tough badass. Again, I'm, I'm serious. Like, we got to see Nico at some point, right? I love this. He just, like, it wasn't even that he could have timed it perfectly. It was just, like, pure luck. He, he <laughs> read the script to know exactly where it was. <laughs> and when I say the script, I mean he read, like, the Matrix script. Like, he read the, like, the code. He could see the code. He's like, Neo. Oh, that explains it. Oh, I love that too. He just pushes right through that. Just remember like what Ramsey said, like everything is just zeros and ones. <laughs> if you can read it, you know where everything is. There you go. It turns out that, that uh, yeah, Fast 11 is going to be revealed, that they're all in the Matrix. Double tapped or drone. I mean, it would make sense. Oh boy, here we go. And now Hobbs is playing, or is, is now like acting the role as Duke Nukem. <laughs> Do 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 do. Anyway, also he survived. Like, did you bring the Calvary? Oh, go ahead. No, no, say it. Woman, I am the Calvary. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Oof, that's. It looks like a video game. All the scenes of Paul Walker really does just look like a video game. Well, except his hands. That shot looks fine. Like, I think it look okay. It's the motion. It's the motion doesn't look like it's quite carried right by a proper human. Apparently, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, you just apparently yeah. It doesn't bother me as much. Yeah, you see it different. Same with the the eh. the uh, sixty frames per second. Yep. Something about the motion conditioning. Game over. Game over. You're locked out. And there we go. There's the fighter jets. Unless Scar Star yeah. screams amongst them. This better not be like the Pat Labor two scene. <laughs> I was like, why are those cars there? It's like, oh, right, this is like Tony Jaw and his squad. It's like, no, that, makes, that checks out. It's like, man, I feel bad for Tej and Rome. They're just like, is it, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> it's basically like, you, gotta, you almost got to think of these movie fight scenes as like a wrestling match almost. Yeah, I can see it. Where there's spots. Ouch. Yeah, and I was even thinking when The Rock went went through that uh, truck in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, look at it! He's selling." If it was if it was Dom, he would just get right up and just brush off his shirt, maybe fine. But it was The Rock's wrestling skills; he knew how to sell. 
in injury. <laughs> I gotta say, I think the best, like, oh man. I gotta say, like, the best spot I've ever seen, like, and, and sell. Oh man, suplex, nice. Uh, I've ever seen Oof. done from the rock bottom, by the way, was Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he sold it pretty. No, was it that or the choke slam? I don't remember now. No, it might have been rock bottom, I think. No, no, it was the stunner. That's what it was. I think the rock has performed the best, like, stunner reaction ever. Oh, and he, like, just flipped, like, he, like, his whole body went vertical. Yeah, his whole body gyrated and flipped backwards. It's like, yeah. all right, that was actually a really good spot and, and, a, and a good sell. Oh, here we go. Uh, the, the floor is cracking beneath him, right? Think about street fights. It's so desaturated right here. Yep. No, you're right. Street always wins. <laughs> and then gives him the boot, and it's like, all right, Captain America. I like the grunt. The, <laughs> the Vin Diesel grunt. And then he bends down just to make sure that the job's done. No, I, I, it's also fascinating how like his shirt's still white. Yeah. And barely any scratch. Also, I forgot to mention how he punched a car inside and like didn't destroy his hand. <laughs> I'm like, I was literally like, is he like the one of those guys from? Uh, from uh, Alien Three, where they had that like double double chromosome or whatever it was. Oh, uh, yeah. It was. It wasn't criminal. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't that. But there's like this condition, this real life condition where like people have either hardened bones or like are stronger than they should be because of like a you know mutation at birth or during development. So I'm like, is that what Dom has? <laughs> I did want to say about uh, that scene when it looked like uh, Dom killed Shaw. I wish that they had, because I feel like, again, the, the stakes with Shaw are so removed at this point. If Dom would have made some reference to, oh, instead of the street wins, like that was for Han, that would have been a lot better. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you on that. And by the way, I forgot to mention, um, this, this is like way too late, but hey, guess what? Uh, Owen Shaw, he's alive. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, in the last film, there was no mention of or like sign of his body. But like you said, it's like, ah, we didn't see a body, so he didn't die. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no one's ever really gone. So that means that, does this mean that Giselle is actually still alive somewhere? Yeah, and maybe Han. Maybe Han could uh, yeah. slip through the back. You know, everyone yeah, else. Somehow, I have no idea, but we, again, saw the body, so it's like, what? Yeah, no one else has ever. Oh, we didn't actually see the body. Never. Everyone else gets at a car crash. Is like nothing. Maybe he quickly slipped out of the way. Wait. So does this mean Vince is still alive? <laughs> well, we saw him get shot, but car crashes apparently are, are just nothing. You could roll all the way down a mountain. Oh, totally. And just walk away. <laughs> Again, by this point, it's like where the hay is. Like, what? Why is why is Moses like after Dom? Like, that's my question. <laughs> it's a very good question. Just bitterness, maybe. Yeah. Like thwarting their plans. Like, if it was an assault on, like, the military base, uh, like, he was going to take on Nick Fury or something like that, and they were, like, in a cityscape somewhere else. It's like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Oh, I laughed here, by the way. Dom, he had no escape plan from this. This He just was like, okay, I'll, what I'll do is just I'll fly up to this guy, and I'll maybe hit this helicopter and figure out what happens after that. <sighs> and then he just gets lucky. <laughs> well, uh, remember, he lives in the, he lives in the fast... Or he's, he was in the split second moment. Remember? 
Yeah, that's true. And that's true. We keep forgetting that. We we've, we've I've forgotten to like mention that like and and grind it into like everybody's memory. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's what he believes in. Remember, he never plans ahead, but everything just goes okay for him because he's the dom. Also, what a great spot! <laughs> by the way, on Hobbs's part, he rolled a nat twenty just to see like, oh, oh well, I see what dom placed there for me to shoot, and then of course gets like a perfect like dexterity check. I think it is that. Like aim check or whatever it is, nat twenty and like blasts. Oh, I laughed. I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, "Wow!" So Dom's plan—he didn't even pull the pins. He just dropped that there, hoping that someone would pick up on his his little. I was like, "That that was just so stupid." I just couldn't even. Ugh. And again, I'm supposed to be leaving my brain at the door. For for some reason, I just couldn't. Couldn't enjoy myself enough to leave it for this one. So in the end, Brian made it out, but it wasn't, uh, Dom was the one that went away. Yeah, he's dead. That's what's so surprising by this ending. Yeah, Dom, they're trying to resurrect him. And yeah, and Ed Harris showed up and pushed Brian out of the way. And he's like, breathe, you bitch. Starts slapping Dom. <laughs> Rips open his chest, like, you know, start to give CPR with a defibrillator. And then Dom's yeah, breasts are exposed. <laughs> well, have you not seen that guy's chest? Like, <laughs> do either has like a cups or something? I, I'm not an expert in that stuff. Uh, and then conveniently, turns out I remember everything. Yeah, how did you respond to this? This tying it up. I forgot. I I, I knew about this from the you know the when I first watched it, but like I thought we would see this scene, but this is a new scene. Like this is a brand new scene that we hadn't seen before, unless it's like a deleted scene from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And did you find the resolution of this, this plot satisfying in this, this moment here, or I will say no. Cause I wish there was a little bit more with her. Uh, as in like we, she was like looking at photographs potentially. Cause isn't that what like some, it's good for some people who have like heart of memory or starting to have memory loss where they like giving them like photographs or video recordings of, of themselves doing past events and actions actually kind of like helps her jog their memory. Yeah. And what's weird is it almost feels like they're saying that maybe when she was gone, that's why she came back and was like, Oh, I found your, your home destroyed. It was just like when she was away, she suddenly remembered everything. It's like, yeah, her self-discovery was like that quick. And it just feels like, why would you, why would you take away this chance for a dramatic character story and just solve it all off screen? That just seems so wrongheaded. Yeah. But what can you do? <laughs> and hey, it turns out they're married. Yeah, there you go. I don't mind that. I mean, I thought it was expected. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell someone they love you. That's nice. Dom's a good guy. You know, he's not a manipulator. That's the thing is that everybody's here by loyalty. As Owen, whereas Owen Shaw was a lot more utilitarian. And, you know, <laughs> he's going to like anybody when it comes to like tier cards or, you know, anything in, in a video game where it's like the, the lists. It's like, I want my legendary gear. I don't want anything like, you know, common <laughs> or uncommon. And here I was kind of hoping that 
Nick Fury would show up again. Yeah, that might have been nice. Being, the, I'm not even saying I don't want Hobbs here. I think that would actually that'd be interesting if you had all three of them play out, like or work off each other. Excuse me. Yeah, and I'll say this is the first moment in this movie where I was like, oh, I'm, I can see the charm that Jason Statham brings this this role. Is this this first moment with him and The Rock? So maybe maybe that tells me something about what they're going to do with them. Yeah, he's got some like oh yeah, with Statham, I've always found that he has like a very dry sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, and I can feel the chemistry between them right away. Oh yeah, like they have way more chemistry than I guess you could say like Vin and and The Rock have. <laughs> it's like Rock is like you're my new dom. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you, you haven't pissed me off the same way that Vin Diesel has. <laughs> like that smirk. Yeah, so I, it makes me curious to see if if Shaw can bring some some life to this franchise. Yeah. I, I feel like it needs it at this point. I feel like at this point, number seven is where they've really lost me. I didn't really like six, but this one is just I, I got so little out of it all the way through. So I'm really hoping that they can bring it back around on the next one. But this this whole tribute to Paul Walker at the end here, I think, was a a smart choice. But at the same time, it doesn't really feel like the ending to a movie. I guess you could almost say this is the post credit scene. Uh, I don't know. I, if If I was watching this movie, not knowing anything about what happened to Paul Walker, seeing this ending, I would be like... Something happened. Like this movie does not. This doesn't really feel like an ending to a movie. This feels like something different. This is a tribute, basically. Yeah. But what are your feelings over? Like, is do you think this was in good taste or is this in poor taste? I think so. I I get the feeling that this scene was what kept them all able to move through the production and you know, feel okay with them doing this. Like they, they felt like they were doing it for Paul Walker, finishing it up and giving him this, this tribute of like him and me are going off into the sunset to raise their family. And even though our friend Paul died, this character, Brian gets to live on is what they were going for. Spoilers, Caleb. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, yeah. What else could they do? <laughs> yeah, that's what did you, what did you expect? By the way, that was my that was my question. Like when we first started this series, what did you expect uh, to be the resolution over Paul Walker's passing? I expected him either to choose to step away or die. I didn't, uh, but I did not expect that he would be throughout this whole movie. I thought he would only be in the beginning of it. Yeah, just a cameo at best, and then like, yeah, I'm staying with me, and that's it. But then we get a shot of all of them looking kind of teary-eyed at him, or pleased. And I mean, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think Rome should also be feeling a little teary-eyed because you know him and him and Brian also have a relationship. And the song that's playing was very fitting. I think I don't necessarily like this song, but I think for for this movie and for this moment, it was a very fitting choice. I absolutely agree with you that outside of this movie, I don't like this song. Like. I think it's never appropriate for me. I've never like listened to it off my, like maybe, uh, maybe I'll like listen to it again, but like on the radio, like it just doesn't feel appropriate. This, like I admit I didn't get teary eyed, but I definitely got hit in the feels like, 
me exactly the same. I I felt like oh this this is almost bringing me to some some welling up in the eyes, but it doesn't quite get there. But I do think that this is quite a beautiful way to end. This is another like part where, despite this, oh yeah, <laughs> I am at least happy that and the and the voice as well. I could hear it kind of you know AI'd. A bit not not really they only had to wait a few years <laughs> they only had to wait eight years before they could do that but having the skyline and the mustang there like and then all of this as well it's like all right this is beautiful this is a great choice this 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 is at least what gives the movie like even even though it is a tribute and it doesn't it does this does not save the movie but it definitely at least gets it points yeah i do find it eerily more haunting to see this the face of him plastered onto this this person that isn't him yep i find that just like morbidly disturbing in some way i can accept that i that the way you've expressed it and you've explained it to me i can accept that your feelings on that but this little end tribute showing all these moments and talking about the the importance of them all being together and dom or more i should say vin diesel just saying how this is like my brother and he'll always be my brother. Like that feels like it's out of character. It feels like it's just Vin Diesel giving a tribute to his friend. Dang, even I'm getting starting to get teary eyed now. It's just, and I didn't like, I felt really, I did feel sad when I found out the news of his passing back, you know, in 2013, but oh, sorry, that's okay. I think them splitting the paths was also a brilliant choice and just ending on like, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's visual storytelling at its finest. Of just like that's it. yeah, and it feels like yeah, Paul Walker's riding off into the sunset, and he's still riding somewhere, you know. Yeah, Brian will die, obviously, at some point, as you know, everybody does. But and and right, yeah, for Paul, like that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, so a great tribute at the end, even though it doesn't really feel like the ending to a, a movie. It was still a, a lovely tribute to. Yeah, Paul Walker, a big piece of this franchise. But almost in a way for me, I'm like, I felt like this is the perfect like ending to the entire saga. Like they didn't have to do anything after this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. I mean, I, I wouldn't think this was a good way to end because I think this movie itself is just not very strong. <laughs> that's that you're not wrong there, but. It just felt like there didn't need to be any more movies after this. At least me personally. Oh, I didn't realize that the DJ, one of the DJs that we saw at that party was T-Pain. I saw that one of them had T-Pain on his laptop, but I just thought it was a reference. That was T-Pain. Uh, by the way, so they said stand-ins there. It was Cody and, and um, oh wow, I already forgot his other, his bro's name. But like, yeah, Cody Caleb? and Caleb, yeah. Cody, Cody and Caleb Walker. So yeah, glad they got... Uh, but they got shout outs there. Well, credited. They had to, obviously. And I will say for, for Paul Walker, Walker's death, just in case anyone hasn't looked into it or knows. And we haven't really talked about it now. So I guess it's, you know, we, we can talk about it. Yeah, this it's quite sad. Paul Walker was him and his friend, uh, I guess like a lifelong collaborator. They were leaving this charity event for, for Paul Walker's own charity. Yep. And... They went to this this place that I guess is known for for drifting, and yeah, they were going way over the speed limit. It was like 130 kilometers, 
and the speed limit was like 45 and yeah they went sideways into a a concrete wall and the car started on fire and yeah yeah burned to death is what they they think happened to paul walker which is just horrible not just that probably also a lot of like you know shattering of bones and yep. muscle displacement yeah so an, an unfortunately ironic death for someone who was starring in a fast and furious uh, movie at the time yeah. and yeah i was even thinking i was like i wonder if you know anyone involved with this thinks about the fact that all these movies end with the uh you know all these stunts performed by professionals please don't try this and and it seems like maybe and paul walker wasn't driving it was his friend who was driving but yeah uh, another reason to have that at the end don't try these stunts driving at those kind of speeds is incredibly unsafe in a, a non like protected environment so they uh they do say it at the end by the way like they do like right before the credits and uh it does say like you know all these stunts were like performed uh by professionals do not recreate them or else and was there a stipulation like maybe this is literally 10 years ago which is so surprising but wasn't there a stipulation that he Paul wasn't wearing a seatbelt? Um, I don't remember reading that, but it, that could have been in there. Okay, maybe, maybe, yeah. I hope I'm like imagining that because I thought again, this is ten years ago. I remember. I think the day. I think. I think I do remember the day when it was announced. Like I think Yule told me that he died. I'm like, dang. Like I, I didn't watch Fast and Furious, but I knew who Paul Walker was, and I'm like. Dude, that is so terrible. Like that is that kind of is sad. Like that, that's rough. Yeah, I was very sad, and uh, part of it was because I I was a fan of Paul Walker, not just from the Fast and Furious stuff, but stuff he did outside of it. Oh yeah. And I was always kind of waiting for him to get away from the Fast and Furious stuff and make different types of movies again. You're kind of right. And then his yeah his career and his life was cut short in such a such an unfortunate way it was it was a very sad moment see i wonder if they would still be doing these for these movies if he was still alive yeah, yeah i mean maybe like yeah probably and the question now is like okay maybe this is not the right place to bring it up it's like it will i will wonder like is mia's story over as well as like she just too tied to to brian to not be have agency of her own I'm very curious about that. I have a feeling that they won't bring her back, but I hope we at least see her for like a phone call here or there or something. Weta Digital, by the way, for visual effects. Yeah. So our old buds at Weta, you know, helped make the facial facial animations work. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe them developing it on this film is what got uh, attracted the eye of um, Ang Lee for, for Gemini Man. Some of their work here. Uh, and what, what I want, do, do I, do I want, uh, the Luke Skywalker of, was it Boba Fett that he was in there that you actually praised for his face looking yep. much better? Yep. Book of Boba Fett looked incredible. Do yeah. I want Luke Skywalker of Bo- Book of Boba Fett, like for Paul, for Brian in Fast 11 or 10? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. What do you think, man? What do you, what what are your thoughts? Um, 
if it's a no lines thing, like we just we see him at the dinner as they they close it out with them all having their, you know, sitting around and raising their drinks. If we see him CGI'd in there, if they can make it look convincing enough, I think that could be a nice little tribute. Just like a kiss and a nod to someone who was a big part of the franchise. But if they actually tried to use him as a real character, I think that would be disturbing to see. It'd be not thinking emotionally from a technical standpoint, that'd be very impressive if like they did the Luke Skywalker book of Boba Fett, including the AI voice. That's where the more disturbing part would come in. Yeah. Of like, Oh my goodness. That's Paul Walker. Like in almost flesh and blood. That's yeah. yeah I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if that, if they're, you know, like respect the dead. But yeah, there was a point in this movie when I was watching it where I saw just an image of Paul Walker that looked so off. And I was like, "Ooh, it's like they resurrected a zombie Paul Walker. And it just really made my skin crawl to look at it. I guess I respect your opinion over these when it comes to CGI faces, because you're probably like, maybe this isn't you, but you're like, if it feels disrespectful to the actors themselves. I just... It's so clearly not a human. It just doesn't look anything like a human to me. It's like this, this creepy imitation. And it's different in something like a video game because that exists in its own different world. It's when you put this this thing that isn't a human next to people and you claim that it's the same. It just it yeah, it creates some sort of weird disturbance to me. I, I can't I can't explain why. I just I find it so off putting. And especially when the person's dead, like Paul Walker here, or um, in Rogue One with uh, Grandma, Grandma, fuck, can't speak, <laughs> with Peter Cushing. <laughs> yeah, that was just, yeah, it was really off-putting for me. Because it does feel like, in some ways, like a weird CGI zombie. Like they're trying to resurrect this this person, and uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, one could just call it computer effects. <laughs> yeah, but... Which is even more weirder, I guess. And there you go, the motor vehicle action sequences depicted in the ad bubble. That's right there. It is weird they put it there, because all the other ones put it like right after the Oh yeah, no, that's what I noticed with Justin Lin's films is that he immediately puts them there of like yeah. do not try this or else. And I think it was because they got in trouble. I think there was people complaining that it was glorifying street racing. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I, I think people were complaining about that, but I don't think that... I think people are going to street race regardless of this movie or not, or this franchise. Like, <laughs> dude, like, there was street racing before this movie, and there's street racing after this movie. Like, what are yeah. you going to do? It's obviously... I know why. They're just trying to make sure it's a liability of, like, if you try this because exactly. of our film, it's not because of us. <laughs> yeah, or, or at least we advised against it. You know, we weren't... Uh... Even though we glorify it and make it look like it's really cool and awesome, we warn people that you know it's it's dangerous. Yeah, don't try it or else which you're not wrong. But I guess since we've arrived at the end, I'll I'll I've already kind of said that, yeah, this one was kind of the the real stopping point for me where I was just like, Oh wow, what what have I gotten into? If if this is what the franchise is going forward, I'm no longer interested. This I just got next to nothing out of this. And so my ranking, if we're still doing that, would be the first one, 
the second one, the fifth one, the third one. I think the sixth one, and then the fourth, and then this one dead last. Oof, yeah, you did not like four. <laughs> yeah, four also I thought sucked for the most part. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so this is where you'd like basically be like, if you were to rewatch these without having done this retrospective that we're doing, this is it. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you see this, it's like, I'm done. Like, I'm not watching eight, nine, ten, or Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I was always going to watch them all because of now playing podcast. Uh, of course you would. <laughs> I was at one point eventually going to do this series. So I'd always see them, but if, if now playing hadn't done it, yeah, there's a fair chance. I mean, to be to be fair, I never got past six, so that would have been it. That's, no, 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 that's, that's totally fair. Like, that darn podcast. <laughs> Yeah, now playing, I'll watch anything that they cover. And I'm currently, uh, well, anyway, that's, yeah, that's off. Yeah, you take it away from me. <laughs> Thanks. So there might be some rose tinted glasses for me with this film, given that this was the first one I watched uh, and enjoyed. Um, as like a dumb action film, I enjoy this. Um, and that's kind of what it is, which kind of sucks because, again, broken record and i'm gonna keep repeating it the first one was good like yep. it genuinely was good and they've lost that yeah is this the point of no return i f- i feel like they could still recover it i feel like if they can regroup and finally be like okay with with six and seven we've had an identity crisis we couldn't figure out what this is going to be or what we're even trying to do anymore. If they can ground and kind of pick something to like, okay, this is what we think our strengths are. And we're going to focus on that and give these characters some room to breathe. Cause I feel like this one, there was so much just action. It wasn't even necessarily plot, just so much action that we didn't really have a lot of time for our characters to really shine that well. So if we can, if we can focus more on that, maybe we can get some good stuff going forward. Yeah, there we we like the characters. That's the thing. Like the the characters from like the first two were what attracted us to this series. Yeah, and even in five, I feel like everyone was working fairly well in five. Agreed. Sorry, yeah, five five included. I forgot to mention. Yeah, five as well. We were like, all these guys. This is like what we want to see with these guys, and. Yeah. Like again, I enjoy this in a way. I think I will go back to this at some point, but. Yeah, for the writing department and Chris Morgan, it's like, I think you need to get somebody else in here with you. Mm. Maybe the same with the producer. And I'm not saying like you guys are hacks or anything, but I think they need some time away from this because like, this is his like third, four, no, he did three, four, five, six. This is fifth movie. For could say, mm. even Justin Lin took a break, obviously, because he was going to do um, yeah. uh, uh, Beyond. But like, Man, yeah, you guys like need to bring in like some new writers or whatnot just to like reinvigorate yourselves, and then yeah, bring like Chris Morgan and the producer Neil, like bring them back later on if you want. But like, because bloated, yes, but you know, yeah, I feel like it's time to ground. I feel like they've they've gone big enough, and I know they don't because I've seen the trailers. I know it keeps going even bigger, but it feels like it's time to. You know, the, the, part of the way that they, was, they were able to make the characters shine is because the movies weren't just 
set piece after set piece of action. It was taking time and setting up all the, the pieces for things to come down and taking enough time to flesh out all the all the characters, including the villains. And this one, by far, the most generic, just, I, I mean, who is this, this Jaiman uh, Hansu character? I mean, I guess he's just some bland terrorist. I feel like I've got to know Shaw even, even more, and I barely got to know, uh, and I mean Owen, or the original Shaw. <laughs> yeah, Owen Shaw, not Deckard Shaw. Yeah. I feel like I barely got to know that guy, and I know him a hell of a lot more than I know this this other villain. So, so that's yeah, a, a good villain is a is important, I think, for a movie. Oh, it always is, man. Like especially if they're similar to Dom, which was at least what Owen kind of was. Again, he was the dark counterpart to Dom. At least yeah. stood out than what you know Moses was in this film. Yeah, I mean, we talked a bit about uh, the guy in five being a little generic, and same with with Braga. But at least we knew something about those guys. Yeah. <laughs> every every single one of them kind of had like a speech, even though you may seem like they were they, they were the same. It's like, all right, like they had a speech. Moses didn't have it. Like, what was he gonna use it for? Like international terrorism. What has he been doing that's causing this? Yeah, international terrorism, that's so vague. Like, does he have a cause? Or is it just he's a, a chaos agent? Like, <laughs> um, like it, I, it, it does sound apolitical, which is fine. But again, like, what's the, what is, what is his modus operandi? Like, why is he doing this? Yeah, so I, I feel like there's a lot of ways that they can easily rebound and come back. They just, these two entries, six and seven, just didn't, didn't get it. So, so I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful, and I'm I'm excited to see Jason Statham. I'm I'm hoping they can really utilize his his strength as a as a character actor and bring it to to the next movie. Yeah, we'll see with that. Um, but yeah, this one, you know, it's continues on. It's it's I guess like a bigger version of of six, but you know, being hunted by the fallout from six. And yeah, I wish there was a little bit more grief and remember. I mean, there, I don't know. Maybe there's enough remembrance for Han, but even still, like, yeah. I guess it couldn't have been overshadowed by the fact that yeah, Paul passed, and this was his like last film. So yeah, yeah, this is a messy one. So I don't know if I would totally blame James Wan for this because I think he did the best he could do. Yeah, I'm sure he tried very hard to to make it a, a satisfying and also an kind of an honoring movie. Especially feeling like probably a guest director coming in on number seven. You know, it it feels like yeah, it belongs to all these other people. So you want to make it feel good for them. Yeah, and it's not even to say that like one, I actually kind of hope he get another chance. Whether it's in a mainstream or it's it's in the main continuity or if it's in like another you know, Hobbs and Shaw film or spinoff. Cause it's like, that's not fair. Like that, that, that is totally not fair. Cause like, yeah. you know, Justin Lin had four attempts and not all well, attempts, but he had, he had four times to direct and he directs nine, I guess as well. So he's done five of these movies. Like, come on. He's like, you know, put his time in. Like, why can't James put his time in? Yeah. Or maybe he's just busy. Maybe he had such a bad experience with this. Maybe he doesn't want to look back. 
Well, I mean, it's not like he's had a bad experience with like mainstream films. He's making Aquaman two, so like, <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. But yeah, fair enough. Yeah, maybe he got other. I don't know. He's is he still part? Is he part of that new Insidious movie that's coming out? I think he's a producer. Yeah, I think he. Okay. Yeah. It is his franchise after all, so I guess he <laughs> he is he is uh, saying it. Oh, but I guess I feel like we come around to the end for for this discussion. We have. Yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks for for coming along still with me, even though yeah, I'm starting to feel fatigue, a little bit of franchise fatigue. I'm hopeful the next time they can bring me right back in. <laughs> Great, we're gonna be. <laughs> this is a definition of insanity right here. It's like they'll get they'll get it right in the next one. They'll get it right in the next one. Yeah, for some reason I've got hope. Who who knows if yeah if I'll be let down? But <laughs> you sound like a Vancouver Canucks fan. Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> It's like one day they'll win the Stanley Cup. One day. Yeah, but take us home. Take us home. <laughs> for you, Paul, we miss you, buddy. And for that, go the speed limit. Be on a track that's hopefully maintained. If you want to go fast and furious, just maybe don't. Yeah, go to the raceway. I get it. It's, it's an adrenaline rush, but with those turns and... You know, don't don't drink and drive. Don't drive an inebriate or anything like that. Just, I get it. I like going fast, but for Paul, think about it next time you go on the road. Till next time, peace.